Acme is making your grocery shopping easier than ever. Download the Acme mobile app to find digital deals, earn reward points, or shop for delivery or pickup. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is the second day of March. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An explosive device was found in a checked piece of luggage at Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley International Airport on Monday, according to a criminal complaint. The passenger, Mark Muffley of Lansford, Pennsylvania, is now in FBI custody, officials said. The 40-year-old was set to take an Allegiant flight from Pennsylvania to Florida's Orlando Sanford International Airport. The device hidden in the bag's lining was a circular compound about three inches in diameter that had two fuses and powder concealed wax and plastic wrap, according to the criminal complaint. The powder is suspected to be a mixture of flash powder and the dark granulars that are used in commercial-grade fireworks. The black powder and flash powder are susceptible to ignite from heat and friction and pose a significant risk to be in the aircraft and passengers. Uh, the bag also had a can of butane, a lighter, a pipe with white powder residue, a wireless drill with cordless batteries, and two uh, GFCI outlets taped together with black tape. Source familiar with the investigation told ABC News that based on the preliminary as, uh, assessment, the device contained flammable explosive components but was not operational and not constructed to go off in flight. The investigation into the suspect's background is ongoing to better understand why he allegedly packed these materials, the so, sources said. So when you check a bag and it goes through, obviously when you're going through, you're carrying your stuff, you're, you're checked, you're patted down, you go through x-ray. On the other side, uh, it's my understanding that they have like like uh, dogs that sniff luggage and they, they'll well, check yeah, and it, it goes, but they're not... It goes through screening. It goes through screening on the other side of as course. well. Obviously, it'd be counterproductive, right? Yeah. So, and that's that's where it was found, Steve. The the device was detected during the routine screening when the suitcase triggered an alarm when it entered the baggage screening unit. The All TSA right. said in a statement. Um, I caught a little bit of the news in this story this morning. Did you hear the his his family's defense on this? <laughs> no. They said that he essentially, in so many words, is too stupid to put together something like this. Well, that's what they said. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just said it was <laughs> Just being honest, right? I, I but listen, they're they're trying to do anything for the person yeah, that they yeah. that they love. I yeah. guess is listen. He's. <laughs> You have to understand. Tell, tell him he's a moron. He's just too stupid to he's be so able to create something like this. I mean, they may and actually the, believe that. They might. And if the mugshot is any indicator, I, I mean, come That's on. Yeah. very believable. Uh, I saw him trying to eat a cloud. He's got a weird yeah. beard thing going yeah. on. It, it's almost very mutton chop-esque where it's shaved on the chin. But yeah, uh, burn sides. Burn sides. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know they got it. And it's, it was yeah. not assembled oh God, to yes. go off um, uh, uh, during the flight. That's yeah. Comforting. Uh-huh. Yeah. An airport spokesperson said the suspicious <clears throat> package was discovered shortly after 11 a.m. Monday and the west side of the airport's main terminal was shut down. Muffley was paged over the airport's public system to come to security. Uh, five minutes later, security cameras showed Muffley leaving the airport. You know, though, we had the discussion about charging for luggage and they now charge extra for bombs, for which is, bombs. to me is so ridiculous. <laughs> extra. The package was... 
was removed from the airport and the closed portion of the terminal reopened shortly before 2 p.m. FBI and local law enforcement bomb technicians who responded to the scene determined uh, that the item was indeed a live explosive device, the TSA said. Muffley was arrested at his home Monday night, the FBI said. He's charged with possession of an explosive in an airport and possessing or attempting to place or attempting to have placed an explosive or uh, incendiary device on an aircraft. Can you carry on your bomb without a charge or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe even charging for that. No, they put that charged. up front in the where the suit uh, racks are. Okay. They yeah. got all these extra hidden charges. I hate yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Muffley is due in court this afternoon. A Pennsylvania lobbyist on Wednesday named the Democratic state representative who she says sexually harassed her for four years going public with his name hours after he and other lawmakers passed expanded workplace protections that were prompted in part by her story. Andy Perez, a lobbyist for the Service Employee International Union, issued a statement saying she was sexually harassed by State Representative Mike Zabel of Delaware County and calling on him to resign. Zabel, who is starting his third term in the House, did not respond to several messages left seeking comment in recent days. He was among those who voted Wednesday for new House rules with an expanded section on handling sexual misconduct allegations. Perez spoke about the matter but did not name Zabel uh, during a January 27th public hearing in Philadelphia held by a bipartisan committee considering rule changes. She said at the hearing that a state lawmaker has uh, had caressed her leg while uh, they were discussing legislation outside the Capitol in 2019 and he did not stop when she moved away from him. House rules at the time did not allow her to file a complaint with the House Ethics Committee because such complaints could only be filed by the chamber's employees, representatives, and officers, not lobbyists. House Democratic leaders issued a statement Wednesday saying they were concerned by the allegations and take them seriously. The Ethics Committee broadened rules. Uh, the broadened rules will go into effect Thursday, and it will be able to uh, take up matters that go five years back, as Perez does, the Democratic leaders noted. Building 21, a Philadelphia school district high school in West Oak Lane, will hold classes virtually today and Friday while damaged asbestos is remediated. And, and, uh, inspectors discovered damaged asbestos containing plaster and paint during a routine inspection Tuesday night, according to a letter sent to families by Principal uh, Brianne McNamara. The damaged material was discovered in the auditorium balcony and two stairwells. The affected areas were immediately closed to students and staff, officials said. The discovery is forcing students to virtual learning for the next two days. Steve, we're closer in age together. Did you ever, were you ever, I, I remember our school had to shut down for asbestos removal. Oh, for asbestos really? removal? Yeah. No, I think I got the full benefit of the asbestos run. <laughs> <laughs> they made sure I, really I completed everything. And, and then we'd meet in the cafeteria and they let us eat paint chips. Okay. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm old enough to have bypassed all those wonderful things they discovered. That's amazing. There's still some of that around. Right? Well, and I like how they're saying yeah. damaged asbestos. It's like, oh, we're going to put new asbestos back there. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, isn't it something like if it's like, and I could be wrong, but if it's like intact in the wall and like not that damaged, it might be it's when it becomes particularized, when it, when it's yeah, right. and, and that's the issue though. As it degrades, it starts to become more um, and that's abundant when it's in the air. Exactly. Dangerous. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this school, they have two virtual days of learning because of it. All right. In sports this morning. The Sixers beat the Miami Heat 119-96 last night in South Florida. Tyrese Maxey scored 27 points. James Harden added 23, and the Sixers took control early on their way to a relatively easy win. 
Tobias Harris scored 18 points, while Paul Reed had 16 points and 14 rebounds in 29 minutes for the Sixers, who played without Joel Embiid. The All-Star Center sat out of the game because of left foot soreness. The Sixers were on the road again tonight with the game in Dallas against the Mavericks. Tip-off is at 7.30, and the Flyers lost in overtime, falling 3-2 to the New York Rangers last night in what South Philly. What the is this? Vladimir Tarasenko scored the winner with 2.32 into overtime. He also had assist on the other two goals by the Rangers to lead them to the win. Owen Tippett and Scott Lawton scored for the Flyers, while Carter Hart had 22 saves in the loss. The Sixers are off until Sunday when the host of the Detroit Red Wings at 6 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're on the brink of Cardboard Classic. By the time, 24 hours from right now, (laughs) we'll be sitting in the lodge at Montage Mountain broadcasting live in preparation for the event to unfold on that day. Steve's holding up a... live camera montage. There's abundant snow. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of snow. Now, Casey... And I I think the rain... Here and there, at least what I saw this morning, isn't going to be as significant as they were originally I that, saying. I heard that as well. All right, so Casey printed up this montage uh, forecast for me here, and I'm not sure when this was last updated, but it said, as far as tomorrow goes, it says, uh, cloudy skies early, followed by a mixture of light rain and snow in the afternoon. So we'll be done with it by afternoon, so I don't think we have to worry about rain. As far as today goes, I'm not really sure. By the way, we were talking about the how it's going to lay out tomorrow, and uh, what's going to be really cool is once we finish the broadcast, uh, the actual on-air broadcast, we'll be able to go right into starting the the classic yep. because it's just it's not as much of a sojourn over to the uh, to the to the run. Yeah, we had a little distance go between the uh, the lodge and the, and the the run, and uh, this should be a much closer uh, proximity that will be in, so we can get started as early as we can, close to ten o'clock as we can get it, maybe ten thirty somewhere in that range, but. Uh, it'll be happening tomorrow, and it's our first time out of montage, so we're excited for the possibilities and scared for what might go wrong. <laughs> you know what, though? But it's all part of the excitement. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Very amped on this. Yep, so uh, it's happening. We're excited, and we're excited for today because we're going to talk to Jimmy Fallon later yes. on this morning. Jimmy Fallon will be joining us uh, about 9.20 or so, and he's promoting a a show called That's My Jam. My jam! I got my jam back. I got three testicles. With the host, Gary Lauer. No, I guess uh, it. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. I had three testicles. So, you know uh, what it is? It's a, you know, a collection of those uh, games they do on The Tonight Show that are all music-based. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's what it is. It's a game Wonderful. show. All right, so we'll talk to uh, Jimmy about that later on this morning. And uh, we'll just get ourselves set for tomorrow. And uh, I believe we have some like last-minute cool things to give away. <gasps> I saw an email from Eric Simon. Did you see that case? Okay. All right, so we'll cover that. I'll, Case and I'll discuss. It's been a busy morning. We haven't had a chance to to powwow and hang out. He came in here like a tornado going through sound effects and getting everything together. It was, yep. it was pretty amazing to watch. Yep. So if we do indeed have some cool things to give away, I'll talk hey, about nice. that in a little bit. Hey, do you see it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that, how we're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So all right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The stupid question entertainment report. Yep. That's on the way. And we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at three, nine, three, three, three. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. March is a critical time to check your home's windows. If yours are cracked or leaking and won't open or stay open, then it's time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to pose a stupid question to you this morning. Give away a pair of tickets to see uh, the head and the heart and the revivalist. Wednesday, July 12th at the Skyline Stage of the Man. So the question that we'll go with this morning is, in which country do people traditionally eat KFC for Christmas? Uh-huh. 215263 WMMR. In which country do people traditionally eat KFC for Christmas? Which actually sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Uh, we have several birthdays to mention. Today just so happens to be... March 2nd, and uh, we have a couple musical birthdays to start off with, and uh, a fella who is near and dear uh, to this radio station, has some good friends here, Mr. John Bon Jovi celebrates his birthday today, and he turns 61 years old today. He's 61? Looking good. Yep. I think he uh, he, he went sort of... Grayish a gray. while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's definitely gray. And he rocks it well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great-looking guy, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, without question, and... Great front man, good singer, great songwriter, and uh, charitable. Many, yes. oh yeah, definitely. He and Sister Mary, absolutely, uh, doing great things for uh, you know people who are homeless and and down on their luck and no work and stuff like that. It's fantastic. And he's still married to his high school sweetheart, right? Yeah, right there, yeah, yeah. So four kids. I love this song. This yeah. was late in the career, but this song makes me feel good. This this might be. My favorite Bon Jovi yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy because a lot of times, the longer the, the band or the artist goes on, like the less into their stuff you are, right. you know? And this one, I'm like... Brought you back a bit. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a happy song, yeah. man. It's a happy tune. No question. By the way, his name is pronounced Bovine Joni. Bovine Joni. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Uh, he's 61 <laughs> years old today. Another frontman and extremely talented songwriter and performer celebrates his birthday today. Mr. Chris Martin of Coldplay is 46 years old today. So they just did a... Uh, they were on Saturday Night Live, and they did uh, two songs, obviously. The second song was Fix You. Yes. Uh, which is a, re- a really cool version. And, yeah, because they did it with a choir. But the yeah. first song, it, you know, it's slow. But I, I was like, oh, shoot, I got to... I gotta look that song up because I really liked it, and I, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't look it up. But, but uh, Nick, I know that you follow Coldplay. Is that a new song off of the last album? I yeah. assume. Or? And the last album was kind of conceptual. They had a whole bunch of puppets singing. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the videos. Oh, but was it Felt Face was on there? <laughs> it was not Felt Face. Was it like the guys up in the balcony? No, it's just it was it was odd. <laughs> Waldorf. Well, and- <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the the uh, grumpy old man. I'll fix you. <laughs> 
Ozzy was singing Waka Waka Waka. Uh, but you, yeah, it was really kind of bizarre. And then so I went and saw them last summer, which was a great show at the Link. I really had a great time uh, and enjoyed the live show very much. But they would bring these puppets out on stage, uh. too. And so it's just a it's a concept thing, and I don't know how long it'll I'd last. I'd like to see a Coldplay puppet show. It's, uh, it's interesting, Steve. Yeah. It's different. And then he did, like, they were on, um, speaking of Jimmy Fallon, they were on Fallon last year, and the puppets were guests at one point. So, What's like, with the puppets? The, yeah, I, I, listen, I, 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 I'm... And now I'm thinking of the planning meeting. Hey, fellas, come in here. I, right. I have an idea. Okay. Go with me on this. Puppets. Puppets. <laughs> <Felt. Yeah. laughs> Puppets. Uh, he's 46 today. Robert Eiler from The Sopranos fame is 38. Now, I don't know who he played. I was not AJ. a Sopranos fan. AJ? The son, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He was a puppet. Uh, so he turns 38 years old today. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Primetime players on Saturday Night Live. We had her on well, a little while ago, Preston. She was touting her book, yeah. which I read or listened to. It was only available as an audio book. It was yeah. very good. She liked one of my uh, one of my tweets. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was because it about the puppets? No, no. It was about her being sober. And, oh. And uh, anyway, but uh, you know her daughter is the, uh, the one who plays opposite Gene Smart in Hacks. Yeah, that's her daughter. That's her I never put two and two together. Yeah. Wow, um, she's great. Ina, um, Hannah Einbinder. Yes, she's yep. fantastic. Uh, so Lorraine turned seventy-one years old today. Uh, John Irving, author of the Cider House Rules. Cider House Rules. Uh, he is eighty-one today. Uh, Bryce, did you read? Did you read his stuff? No, nah, I didn't. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't read the book. I, I really enjoyed the film, but yeah. uh, that might be worth one checking out because I'm sure it's uh, deeper and more intense than the movie. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has her birthday as well. Now uh, a uh, successful director as well. She's what is she doing? A number of things. She directed a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian. Awesome. Uh, she's working within the the Marvel camp as well. So right. yeah, good for her. Taking after her dad. Yep. Obviously, uh, and and acting roles like uh, The Village, uh, Spider Man Three, Jurassic World, The Help. She's great in that. I love the scene in The Help <laughs> when she's reading the book in bed and realizes it's. About her <laughs> right. eating, you know, I won't give it yeah, away, yeah, but yeah. she starts screaming, <laughs> and it is hilarious. She does that character well. She's 42 today. Uh, Mark Evans is the original bassist for ACDC, and he celebrates his birthday today. He was... Um, was he on this one? He, uh, no, he was not. He was ah. earlier than that, so we're talking uh, TNT, okay. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Uh, he was... On the album High Voltage, you don't have to bring up it. It's, okay. it's actually Dirty Deke Thunder Chief. That's yeah. right, Dirty Deke and <laughs> the, the Thunder Chief. Uh, he is 67 <laughs> today. Uh, also turning a year older today is Daniel Craig. Ah, oh. uh, he is uh, 55. And uh, um, Casino Royale was on yesterday, so Casino Royale is still my favorite of his Bond films, which are all pretty consistently great. He he is to me, you know, he and Connery are, are the best of the best. I but I love in, the Bond movies. Uh, I, I just turned on the TV and it was in the middle of that. That uh, opening uh, for oh. chase sequence. Oh, it's so it's that parkour thing. Is phenomenal. So yeah, I, I watched about uh, thirty minutes of it or so, and then I had to do something else. But uh, <laughs> you know what else? He, and I love him. And I've forgotten the character in uh, Knives Out and Glass Onion. That character, Benoit he's great. Blanc. Benoit Blanc. He yeah. is awesome. He's hilarious in it. I love how in Glass Onion you realize that it's Hugh Grant who's his living partner. Uh, yes. Yeah. Just a little quick throwaway <laughs> little scene. Quick thing, yeah. He makes a, a quick cameo. It's wonderful. <laughs> so he is uh, 55 years old today. Uh, Heinrich Lundqvist has his birthday today. Is that oh, how yeah. you say his first name or is it oh, Henrik? Henrik? Henrik, yeah. Yeah, he was on the... Uh, Goaltender, the Rangers. He was on the, uh, the TV last night. Well, he retired um, yeah. doing um, color commentary. But, but uh, he did his entire career with the Rangers. I think... 
I think they traded him at the end of his career. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he ended up on like caps for a season or whatever. But yeah, most of his career um, with the uh, Rangers and probably the best-looking player ever in the NHL. Is that right? Devastatingly so? handsome. Oh. Hotter than Eric Lindros? Well, listen, Casey, it's, it's subjective. <laughs> so you can like Eric, and uh, I'm going to like Henrik. Well. Hey, um, uh, our friend Terry, Tara Egan, she's, a, she's from New York and a huge Rangers fan, and there's a Ranger that's celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Is it Leach? Yeah, Brian, Brian Leach. Leach. All right, yeah. so I'm just... For you, Tara, we're going to do I that. never thought Eric Lindros would be wait, calling my on. phone. Because she sent us an email yesterday... <laughs> Asking for this? Yeah. She's like, you tomorrow. always, because tomorrow is also uh, uh, Herschel Walker's birthday. And she's like, you always do Herschel Walker, and, and he, has, <laughs> he didn't accomplish anything. And then this guy is a, you know, he's a Hall of Famer and blah, 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 blah. All right. And all now right. here's the deal. She threatened us <laughs> with never giving us baked goods again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. She always caters only... to you anyway. What's that? She always caters she to you, you with up. her yeah. goods. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow's a hectic day, so Casey's yeah. getting it out of the way today. Uh, yeah. so Fair enough. Happy early birthday, Brian Leach. There you go, Terry. Right. Yeah. How old will he be? Who cares? Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, Casey, that, was, that was just a shot at her to make me cookies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that wasn't a do. Rebel Wilson has her birthday today. Everybody's uh, got a prize. This is her from Pitch Perfect? This is actually the whole Bella performance. <laughs> Okay. This is the current goaltender for the Rangers. <laughs> do they all sing, do their own yeah. actual vocals in the movie? Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, and this is why I didn't really like her. I just didn't. I'm sorry, Kat. I didn't like the way she sang. I, I was like, dude, she, like the whole performance here is really good. And then she sings. And I'm like, oh. Oh, really? about the money. Well, anyway, she is celebrating her 43rd birthday today, so happy birthday, Rebel Wilson. Okay. Casey doesn't like her. Well, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm getting a vibe from Steve right now, so I'm trying not no, to talk. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. <laughs> we we went on a very interesting journey from puppets to all, it's very good. I, I like it. Uh, Gates McFadden, uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher from uh, Next Generation. I saw her on, uh, I guess it was The View. They brought out the cast of The Next Generation because Whoopi Goldberg was part of that, and yeah. they, they were on Picard. And Gates looks like she's had a bit of work done. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe. She's 74 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe she got a little bit of work done. And then um, a very lovely woman who we've had the chance to interview, Steve, uh, Natalie Emanuel. Oh, yes. Uh, she was in Game of Thrones. And oh, she, she wasn't in Army of Darkness. What was the follow-up? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. And she was excellent. Yeah. She's also in The Fast and the Furious. She's in two of those films. Yeah. She's, I like she's uh, very attractive, but very good. And very sweet. She yes. She's really, really nice. We we spoke to her. She is oh. uh, celebrating her 34th birthday um, today. Did yep. you, I'm sorry. Did you say Game of Thrones? She was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So happy birthday and happy birthday, everyone. <laughs> Let's see if we can get heads, what you talking uh, about to the stupid question. In which country do people traditionally eat KFC for Christmas? And we will go to Xander to see if we can get an answer. Xander, good morning. Hi, good morning, President Steve. Um, the answer to your question is Japan. You are correct, sir. Yes. It is considered a delicacy to have I, traditionally at Christmas. I believe, Preston, that on their version, or in fact, Valentine's Day, that's where they go in Japan as well. KFC does have KFC, like a, yes, uh, like, the, a, like they sell out. Yes, on on wow. uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite tasty. Uh, so Xander, hang on. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see the Head and the Heart and the Revivalist Wednesday, July twelfth, Skyline Stage at the Man. 
And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster, and complete information is available at WMMR.com. All right, we'll start with this story. Uh, actress Jenna Malone uh, revealed on social media Wednesday she was actually sexually assaulted while filming The Hunger Games. Uh, the star posted a photo uh, taken just after the filming of The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Uh, which was released in 2015. She wrote in the caption, even though this time in Paris was extremely hard for me, was going through a bad breakup and was also sexually assaulted by someone I had worked with, I was so full of gratitude for this project, the people I became close with and this amazing part that I got to play. So in the comments, uh, she added that she didn't name the person that assaulted her due to cancel culture and because she doesn't fully see how the criminal justice system could, quote, fully repair my healing. Huh. Uh, she had joined the film series in 2013 for The Hunger Games Catching Fire. So it's just something she's like hanging to, hanging on to herself and is not really going to expand on that, but it, posted yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it, it seemed kind of kind of weird, but yeah. that's her, it's her story, so yeah. she can do with it as she wants. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, speaking of stories, Chris Pine is finally addressing uh, the story and rumors that Harry Styles spit on him during the Don't Worry Darling screening at the Venice Film Festival. You remember there was footage yeah, of yeah. Harry Styles kind of like leaning forward his face over Chris Pine's lap and it looked like he had, you know, pursed his lips or something and you don't see any spit come out, but yeah. people were like, did he just spit on him? So anyhow, the actor admitted uh, that it looked like the singer spat on him but clarified that it was just a joke between the co-stars. He said, I think what he said is, he leaned down and he said, it's just words, isn't it? Uh, because we had this little joke, he said, because we were all uh, jet lagged and we were all trying to answer these questions. And sometimes when you're doing these press things, your brain goes all befuddled and you start speaking gibberish. And we had a joke that was like, it's just words, man. <laughs> so he said that's what he leaned in and said to him. And he was laughing about it when that happened. It was a, apparently a re- weird experience. Casey, you saw the movie, right? Uh, Don't worry, darling. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it was a weird experience for everybody. And Chris Pine said that uh, his haircut in the movie, everyone kept telling him he looked like Rachel from Friends. Uh, <laughs> that's great. It's like, it's just no winning for him. So he said of uh, Harry Styles that he is just a very, very kind guy. And he seems like a very, he very does kind seem guy. pleasant. He goes to uh, Wawa's in Delaware. For that's right. And we'll take pictures occasionally yeah. with his staff there. Kim Kardashian might be willing to let her daughters wear a sexy two-piece gown to prom, but several TikTok users disagree with that. Okay. Uh, the Skims founder <laughs> wore a sparkly red bra top and skirt that she helped design at Milan Fashion Week, and she told Vogue in a clip posted to TikTok that she hopes that her daughters north in Chicago can wear the outfit to prom. Oh, uh, like the one that she wore? I guess so. Uh, yeah. And it's a two-piece. It's uh, you know, it's what like do you a, think of it? It's like a bikini top almost. Well, first of all, what Kim, what Kim needs to know is that she's not going to tell her kids what to wear. They're going to choose what they want to wear, mm. especially when they're that age. Uh, I've seen, I remember when two pieces became popular for prom dresses and uh, I saw a friend of mine, she was younger than me, and she went to prom in a two piece and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe dirty she hole. did that. But it's very, it, that's what they wear now. Like, don't don't a lot of schools forbid of that though, Kathy? Is that, I mean, it, I, I, know. I actually just had this conversation with a friend of mine because they're it's younger and younger where they're wearing these like they're cropped 
um, shirts and she has a daughter and, and she was telling me, she goes, but that's what they sell. So when these kids go into the store to go shopping, they... there's like not a full length shirt for ah. them to get. Like if they want to be stylish like everyone else, that's what they're wearing. And, you know, she, some of the time she's like, you're not wearing that. Like you can't wear that school. We'll find something else for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I can see, you know, exposing some of the stomach and everything, but this is, you know, this it's like a sports like, bra. It's a bikini yeah. top. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is a little much. Uh, fans were aghast. <laughs> At the suggestion. I mean, it's a beautiful dress. Uh, and she looks great in it. Yeah. Really. I mean, I, I'm not a, a Kim fan, but the, these photos, she looks fantastic in them. Uh, so fans were aghast at the suggestion <laughs> saying the outfit was too sexy for a school dance. I'm too sexy. And one user wrote, to prom in what universe? Yeah. I always, every, every prom season, you see all these stories pop up. You'll get impressed in about a school wouldn't allow... A particular outfit at the prom. It's part yeah. of the deal. I remember it, ages ago, there used to be uh, when the internet was a little bit different, and sometimes you would get these uh, slideshows of just, you know, various things. Sure. And, and, and a common theme sometimes were, were either outrageous wedding dresses that women, I mean, like insanely sexy wedding right, dresses, right, yeah, like, yeah. And, and women that should not be wearing them, <laughs> and also prom dresses right. uh, was a regular theme. So maybe that's coming back around. We'll see. Uh, Adam Sandler will be honored with the first King of Comedy Award huh. at this year's Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. Will it, in fact, be named the Adam Sandler Award after no, no, that? No, no, he, I, he's just receiving oh, it. So okay. Nickelodeon said, recognized for his prolific career in comedy as an actor, writer, producer. <laughs> That's his exact copy. And comedian and musician over the past 30 years. <laughs> It's one of my favorite drops. Stop <laughs> looking at me, Swan. You know what we need to do again sometime? <laughs> we haven't, and maybe today, we uh, we haven't done an Adam Sandler gibberish contest. Remember we did that one time? Right, uh, right, right. We had uh, the... the <laughs> guess the gibberish movie. What movie yeah. this oh. gibberish clip was from. Okay. Because he does them in, he does it in several it's movies. Just a, uh-huh. By the way, it's something I used to despise, uh-huh. and now it cracks me up every time. <laughs> There was a moment last week where Casey said something on the air, and it sounded to me exactly like Adam Sandler. And I pulled the audio of Sandler saying something and you saying something, okay. Casey. And so if we do this contest later, we can... We All can right. Oh, that. we had that? All right. Yeah, I think we'll play it a little. If we do this contest, like, like uh, you Well, saying. by the way, we, we have Adam Sandler tickets to give away. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight. Please. No <laughs> gibberish tonight. Yeah. You. Um, I, I need the, the, he's coming to town, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right here, yeah, Preston. You have that info? Thank you very much. Yes, he'll be at the Wells Fargo Center on Where's Friday. Where's that? Friday, it's in Philadelphia. Oh! Uh, South Philadelphia, okay. to be more specific. Uh, Any identifying landmarks? Friday, April 14th. A Friday. Awesome. Badass, and uh, there it says it says Adam Sandler live with surprise guest. It doesn't say who the surprise guest will so, be. So you, you know, Kevin James is also on tour. Yeah. yeah. When is Kevin James coming to town? Uh, we have that information there somewhere. Uh, lesson learned, Preston. Academy Music on uh, the f- Friday, June sixteenth. Okay, so that's exactly oh, the same oh, day. They're no. Fridays. Yeah, they're only yeah, two Fridays. days and two months apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he'll probably hang out yeah. three months apart. <laughs> two. June and April, April. May, June. Right. Yeah, Three you're months, right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah, best buds. Right. I was wondering. Right. All right. So They'll probably call each other. Anyway, uh, Sandler has won 10 Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, they're the Orange Blimps. 
uh, over the years of his comedic performances and voice acting. And he said, I've had so many great times at this fantastic awards extravaganza, and I'll always be excited to hang with the kiddies. Love to all. Uh, this year's awards will be hosted by Nate Burleson and Charlie uh, Diamielo. Mielio. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the, uh, the uh, YouTube Demelio. star, yeah. Uh, and will air on March 4th at 7 p.m. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me see here. Michael B. Jordan got his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Yeah. Uh, the Creed actor was praised at the ceremony for journeying from man to God through his rise to stardom, which started under the direction of Ryan Coogler in the 2013 film uh what was the name of it? Fruitvale uh, fruit va- fruit fruit Station. Yes. Station. Yes. I'm not familiar with that. It's a, it's a pretty powerful movie. I've only seen it once. Now, here's the deal. I, I think Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah. But he's only been at it for 10 years. Well, he also did soap opera stuff before that. Okay. So um, I, I guess they're talking about his theatrical movie career. I just think it's a little early to get a, uh, a star on the Hollywood Well, you Ball know what fan, happens? But, what? They got a big movie coming out, his yeah. movie Creed. And what they do is a lot of times they will solicit... To tie these events together and right. pull some strings, and so yeah, I agree. It seems kind of early. Other, other big movies coming up right. down the road. So, right. but uh, anyhow, nonetheless, he he's certainly is is worthy of it. Eventually, I think. I just think it's a little early in his career. It's something kind of you save for later on. No, I agree. But uh, Michael and Ryan. Went- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael and Ryan went on to work together on Marvel's blockbuster franchise Black Panther and more recently Creed Three and his predecessors. Uh, the American actor and director uh, noted what uh, the uh, what it meant for the black community, saying that he felt humbled and grateful for the recognition. Uh, his co-star in Creed Three, Jonathan Majors, gave an almighty speech in honor of his friend. Uh, he compared Michael to the twelve labors of Hercules <laughs> and said his journey to standing on this stage was made with a mythic effort and godlike integrity. So here's what he said at the end of the Hercules myth. He goes twelve rounds and the gods come down and they take him to Olympus and he transforms from man to deity, <laughs> from temporary to eternal. Today, brother, you go from man to God. Wow. You sit amongst Olympus. <laughs> Wow, that's a little so much. That's a yeah. bit much. Michael also addressed John. I'm not kidding. Michael. <laughs> Michael also addressed Jonathan in his Real. and made a lovely statement to Ryan, uh, who he in turn had kind words to say about the star. He said, "You're I'm the ex- best." I'm extremely humbled <laughs> and grateful to be here. Uh, addressing Ryan, he said, to say I appreciate you, Ryan, would be an understatement. My gratitude to you for believing in me is never ending. And then he said, I wanted to say thank you to my brother, Jonathan Majors, for joining me on this crazy journey, supporting me here today, getting me all teary-eyed. So Creed Three is getting very good reviews. Uh, by the way, he revealed the first thing he did, Michael B. Jordan, when he saw the steamy photos that he took for his Calvin Klein underwear ad campaign, he called his mom to apologize. <laughs> he said, it was like, uh, my mom's going to have to see these. I'll entertainment tonight. Let me call her and be like, I'm sorry. It's out there. I uh, got my business out of the way, uh, out on the streets, literally, he said. So uh, <laughs> he had to apologize to mom because it's him and his underwear. Uh, let's see here. This is a little... It's always unfortunate to hear about this, but but they're working on things. Bruce Willis's wife, uh, Emma Hemming Willis, took to Instagram this week to share that she's been working with dementia specialist uh, Tipa Snow, 
following the actor's frontotemporal dementia diagnosis. Uh, she said, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to work with uh, Tipa Snow, uh, who has helped me add to my dementia care toolbox. Is She's there- a loving, compassionate, skilled leader in this space who navigates herself with pure empathy. She's a gift. Do they suggest there's any sort of... Um- Therapy or anything that can be done to sort of slow progression or... Nothing I've seen, uh, to be honest, so I'm not really sure. I I have a feeling it's just a tough situation to be in. It's got to be horrible. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Today Show uh, revealed yesterday that Hoda Kotb has been absent from the broadcast for more than a week because there is a family health matter that she's tending to. Uh, her so colleague, got the squirts. Uh, Craig Melvin, explained that she and Savannah Guthrie, who had COVID, uh, should be returning to the studio soon. But apparently that's what's going on. So people were curious as to, where, where is she? What are they doing? You know, they, so. they, they co-host that. Don't they co-host that third hour of the Today Show together? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, so, we're going back to Harry Styles for just a minute. Olivia Wilde is ready to date again following her November 2022 split with Harry Styles. An insider told Us Weekly, Olivia is ready to date again, making it clear she's available and she isn't looking for anything less than an amazing guy. Like a god, like a deity. Like, a, like yes. someone who's performed the 12 uh, labors of Hercules. That's right. Maybe that's now, exactly what she's looking for. So, you're dating Olivia Wilde. When that uh, secret uh, salad dressing comes out, ah! are you, you are you getting some that night? Yeah, I would think so. Okay, isn't, isn't that that's kind of the, the deal, rumor? Right? Yeah. Is that okay? When the super when secret the, salad uh, comes out, that's what made uh, you know Ted Lasso there so upset. Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. is that she she knew that she had made her secret salad dressing for Harry Styles. Right. Doesn't it like you know, like stinky breath? Like it's like. Uh, oh, I don't know if that's a consideration or not. It's just something that she does to, uh, you know, to indicate. Snare. I love you. She lays the trap. Uh, months after her split from uh, Gerard Peak, Shakira is opening up about finding strength after heartbreak. Oh, man. The Colombian singer said, cry. sat down for an interview Wednesday and reflected on learning to feel complete on her own. She said, I've always been very emotionally dependent on men. I have to confess this. I was in love with love. Added that she once believed that a woman needed a man to feel complete. She said, one way or another, I've managed to learn it from another perspective and feel that I'll be fine on my own. Uh, Shut a- the <laughs> Who is this that we're talking about? Shakira. Shakira. Oh, Shakira. Who's, by the Shakira, way. Shakira, She's going through um, huge tax um, issues. Oh, yes, okay. tax in issues. Or in uh, no, in her in native Columbia? country of Sweden. No, no, uh, and um, <laughs> she's got this. she got it a tumultuous breakup with her, her ex. Mm-hmm. And so all this stuff is going on. Uh, she said, when a woman has to face hardships in life. Uh, she comes out stronger. When you come out stronger, it means you're learning to recognize your weaknesses and accept your vulnerability. Wasn't she part of your favorite halftime show, Kathy? You said it was uh, Jennifer Lopez and her, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, loved that Shakira one. Shakira says that she is on the way up and has managed to feel that I'm enough, something that she never thought would happen. Uh. So she says she feels complete because she can depend on herself. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> See, the, the reason I love her so much is um, the way she moves her body. She's oh, able to move amazing. just like one um, portion of her body where yeah. everything else stays well, still. Like, it's like a belly dancer. Yes, that yeah. sort of hip thing. Like, yeah, and yeah. like we do that part of that um, in salsa dancing and anybody that can do it the way she does, like, right. I mean, that's just isolating one muscle and moving it. And she does that, uh, that, that screen. That... <laughs> so <laughs> 
Yeah, did you notice so that, sexy. that her hips don't lie? Did you ever notice that? I did notice okay. that. Don't, yeah, that they lie. Yeah. don't lie. No, she does. Yeah, that's belly dancing. That's why that is so sexy, Kathy. When, yeah. you, when somebody can, can just move that. Just that that pelvis movement mm-hmm. like that is, but that's not all she does. like she you know like she does the the um, the different hip motions and and when you move like your uh, you know your mid frame all that I mean I know it's it, she does do the de- the belly dancing move but she can you know like one shoulder and it's just why she's an amazing dancer. So okay. she uh, you when you and Sid Wilder right in the studio you did what you you danced together salsa it was a salsa was right. Sid Wilder is, she's a stand-up comedian. Uh, her sister is a porn star. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. similar to what yes. you talking okay, about? Right. She was a salsa dancer. Yes, I did right. salsa with her. Yeah, she was, I like her. She's cute. Uh, mean Girls, the musical, is officially being turned into a movie. We've talked about this, and some f- familiar faces from the original film are set to return. Tina Fey, who also, of course, wrote the script for the musical, uh, revealed that she'll be reprising a role as math teacher Mrs. Norbury in the on-screen adaptation of the musical. <laughs> is this wild? Movie becomes Broadway musical becomes broad m- cinematic musical. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Hairspray, Hairspray, right? Hairspray did the yeah, same thing. Movie, yeah. and then it became musical, and then became uh, movie musical. I yeah. just watched Mean Girls again last night. Didn't producers do something similar? Yes. Same, yes. Yeah, and yeah. there was a, like a movie remake of the Broadway. Uma Thurman was in it. Uh, yeah, of the Broadway reboot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was for Uma Thurman. <laughs> Uh, Deadline announced that uh, office the office star Jenna Fisher will also be joining the cast. Jenna Fisher in the role of uh, Katie's mom, Mrs. Heron. That's cool. Uh, Tim Meadows, who played Principal Duvall, will also appear in his original role in the movie musical version. Uh, Faye didn't share too much about the new uh, Mean Girls, but she did say that the music in the film musical. Uh, will sound a bit different than it did on stage. Said the songs are sounding really more kind of pop. Uh, in Broadway, everything has to play to the back of the house, and in movies, everything can come back in, and things can play really intimately. Tim Meadows is really good in Mean Girls. There's that scene where he's addressing all the girls who've been fighting. He says, I'll keep you here all night if I have to. And his assistant goes, they can only stay till 4. I'll keep you here until 4. Nice. Uh, so, Deadline reports... Uh, in net that Netflix has given a formal limited series order to Zero Day, which is a conspiracy thriller starring Robert De Niro. Yes. Ah. And uh, this is the first ser- uh, series regular television role for the uh, Meet the Parents star. Like, he's never done... You blow it! He's never done a uh, uh, series on television to be a regular in the, in the So, show. he is in this Sebastian Maniscalco comedy. Uh, have you seen the coming attractions for this? Uh-uh. Uh, it's It's, you know, the stuff that he does in his act about his parents and his whole... So he's playing Sebastian Maniscalco's dad. It looks pretty funny. Liar, whore! Liar, whore! No, it's, it's the truth. It. It's the truth. Uh, Trevor Noah is working on a not-yet-titled book, which is due out later this fall. According to The Hollywood Reporter, publisher One World is billing the novel as a gorgeously illustrated and moving modern fable for readers of all ages about forgiveness, acceptance, and the secret of solidarity. So it's a novel. It's a huh. novel, yeah. And then one last thing, uh, going back to Mean Girls, I'm sorry, I, I, I left this out. Busy Phillips, uh, is not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. And she reports the uh, the Girls 5 Eva star has been added to the cast of the movie musical Mean Girls. Uh, she will take on the role of Regina George's mother, who was played by Amy Poehler in the original film. Uh, the movie uh, ages nicely. Again, I saw it last night. Still, still makes you laugh. All right. And I think we're ready for clips. Yeah! Emma Mackey. 
pushes aside her sex education as she takes on the role of Arthur Emily Bronte in the upcoming film Emily. And here talks about her work. I loved being in Yorkshire. We were there for six weeks on location the whole time. And um, and there were rain machines involved. There was real rain involved. There was also a cold shower and an actual shower involved at one point. So we were really, you know, really exploring all of the, the levels of water. Gay, totally gay. No, this is the wrong one. Right. Emily is out in theaters now. Here's the next clip. Creed 3 continues the origin story of Adonis Creed as he dominates the boxing world. And here, director and star Michael B. Jordan talks about his career. I think, uh, honestly, all roads of my personal and professional life kind of led to this moment. You know, I think every set that I've been on, every director that I had an opportunity to um, to work with, uh, you know, other actor that I had an opportunity to share that space with kind of led me to this moment. Yeah! And Creed Theater hit uh, Creed Three hits theaters everywhere tomorrow. By the way, so. did you like the previous movies? I did. You know what? Yeah, um, I think they were good. I, I really enjoyed uh, the first one. Um, I thought it was pretty cool with what they did with the uh, Stallone, and and he was still able to do a a kind of sort of training montage, uh, which I thought was really clever how they did it. Uh, and I, I thought they were great. Yeah, I thought so, they were well done. Stallone is not in this one. Right. And that has to do, with, I guess, with the producer, Frank Yablons, who the, the, he owns basically the Rocky movie franchise in some way. And that has Stallone pissed off. But uh, they say his absence is felt, but that the third movie really is damn good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. That's the entertainment report for today, Thursday, the second day of March. We are one day away from the Cardboard Classic. Tomorrow, we, are, we will be broadcasting live at Montage Mountain, and we're all excited about uh, what could happen. So we will find out together, and hopefully you'll be a part of it. And keep in mind, it's just like a, an extra 15, maybe 20 minutes from uh, where we used to do it. It's just, I, I'm, I was uh, shocked. For some reason, I had in my mind that it was a little further, but you're right. It's basically right up the road, Preston. Yeah. Uh, so hang out with us today as we're in preparation for that. Jimmy Fallon will be on our show today. We have Adam Sandler tickets to give away. We get some flyer tickets for this weekend to give away as well. We'll take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Just hang out with us. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel. With a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and a helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. So, let me see. What did I want, or someone want to mention? Yeah, we, we will later on this morning working on a, on a game uh, to give away these Adam Sandler tickets. Which uh, we just found out about. Yeah, he's going to be coming to town, and that will be... You know what? Hang on. Hang on, I got it. I got it right here. Uh, the show... April. Yeah, April. April 14th. Yeah! When's Kevin James then? 
June 16th. Uh-huh. Uh, why do I not have this information in front of me? Oh, yeah, here we go. Friday, yeah, Friday, April 14th at Wells Fargo Center. And it says a special guest is going to be there. Yes. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday at noon at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. So I'll tell you when you need to call in all that good stuff a little bit later on. So we're working on uh, putting something together because this was a, a last-minute addition to... Uh, our uh, agenda for the day. All right, so I think we need to... We haven't been shopping in a while. No. Let's head down to the country store. Time to head down to the country store where Proprietor Preston Elliott greets everyone coming in. Come on in. Gives Bo- them a nice, inappropriate slap on the ass. Boner alert. Uh, so, oh, far gone. we're going to start with, uh, we're going to head to the uh, the tourist section or the uh, uh, the travel section of By the, the way, store. For people who don't understand, this store is like the uh, the TARDIS in Doctor Who. It looks very small, but inside it's sprawling. Yeah, you can go anywhere yeah. and there's anything in it. Right. So, uh, the Aruba Tourism Authority. Has anybody ever been to Aruba here in our no. studio? I have not, no. I would like to go to Aruba someday. Uh, but they are looking to fill what it has deemed as the world's easiest job, and you can apply for this if you want to. Is this one of those jo- like sort of promotional jobs or real job jobs? It's a promotional thing. Okay. So the- there you go. The job is to be a uh, weatherman or weather woman or weather person. Okay. Because apparently Aruba has more sunny days than any other island in the Caribbean, and the temperature is usually 80 degrees with trade winds all year long. So the job of reporting the weather is pretty much insignificant. Is you get the same thing every day. Aruba, the A and the ABC, yeah, right? So it's Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao? That's right. Okay. Bonaire? Oh, I thought it was like Barbados or nope. something. I thought, I thought Aruba was very windy. It, it Well, that's the trade winds. The trade so winds, it's not yeah. like gusts, but it's kind of like, like what Hawaii is. Hawaii, Hawaii is the trade winds all the time. That's what why it's... Even though it's warm, it's pretty comfortable. It sure is. A constant breeze that's yeah. going on. Like I, I know people who have gone there have said like their vacation was ruined because of the wind. No kidding. Yeah. I guess if you're there at certain times, it could get very, very okay. gusty. Uh, and and what's interesting about the the Caribbean is you know I have been to the um, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands and St. Thomas and St. John and uh, Nick, you've been there as well. Like you can guarantee. That it will rain at some point during the day, every day. Yeah. So, like, like Florida, there's a lot of parts like in like, like this is this is like I and, like and I clockwork. Know, yeah, like clockwork. Like like we'd see the rain coming. Oh man, it's going to ruin the day. No, yeah. we just come and go. Yeah, we're it's just, over in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I guess because maybe the 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 land itself promotes to be almost like a rainforest type of thing. Right, right. And, yeah. and that just happens. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting because you could count on it happening. It happens in Puerto Rico as well, and they have a, a rainforest there. El so, uh, so uh, until March 31st, you can enter for a chance to win a six-night, seven-day trip for two to Aruba to forecast the weather on the nation's official social media channels. <laughs> Uh, to enter to win, all you have to do is head to aruba.com slash, world, slash world's easiest job, and you can fill out a form, and you submit a 30-second video. Okay. Uh, the video will need to show you reporting Aruba's weather from your house uh, to give decision makers an idea of what your reporter skills are like. So it's only, it's, it's essentially a week vacation that you get for of free. Of course. Yeah, I like I like these things, though. They're cute. And yeah. are they, are they, what's the pay for that? Or quote-unquote pay? You know, I don't think you get paid. I so think you just... Vacation. You get the free vacation. Yeah. Uh, the winner will stay at the NBC Suites by Hilton Aruba Resort. In order to be eligible, you have to be at least eight years of age and a resident of the 48 contiguous United States or Canada. 
uh, and you may get to experience the world's easiest job if only for a week. Some of these things have been cool. Some of these promotional jobs. This has been sort of a trend for the past couple of years. Yeah, but sometimes they're like for a year. Like yes. you'll be, you're, you're, you'll be a, a wine taster right, or, or right. something like that. And uh, those are, it, it is fun. I think it's a great idea. What did, what was it um, Brittany, our old calendar girl who lived on an island for yes, a while? Yes, so she basically ran uh, for the Hooters organization. Oh, that's right. She ran sort of, I guess it was like a, a training facility okay. or something to that, uh, um, something akin to that. And it was just a stunning uh, island. I don't know where it was. Maybe it was maybe it was Aruba. I don't know. Yeah. But it was just gorgeous. Yeah. I live on an island. I Wildwood Crest is a. Uh, there you go. You know what? Yeah, yeah. it's considered Long Island, though yeah. it's actually a peninsula. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the the term is if you're if you're going over <laughs> to say Rio Grande or something like that, you're going off island. Off island. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, why not? You get it where you can. All right, so if you are interested in winning this job or being hired, quote-unquote hired for this job, you can go to Aruba.com slash World's Easiest Job. What the hell, man? Might get a yeah. vacation. What if you get fired, though? Long yeah. Island's an island, Steve. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's a- Manhattan's an island. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, so, there. just a quick thing. So, yeah. I've always... I've always referred to it as Long Island and Long Island, but it, uh, you're right. Th- but there was, uh, uh, but then I was corrected a number of times by people who claimed it was a peninsula. peninsula. I've those heard people, the same thing. Ooh. Those people were wrong, bastards. You were right. All right. I, okay. So uh, some of those, some of those uh, terms for uh, bodies of water and and bodies of land are are, are open to a little bit of interpretation. Yeah. I remember looking up like. A sound versus a bay and a cape versus a blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah versus a cliff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here, uh, Connor called this up. Perhaps most importantly, Long Island, at least for now, is not an island at all. It changed from an island to a continuous part of uh, a peninsula many times, usually persisting in one form or another over the decades. <laughs> the very first line on the... Uh, on the Wikipedia entry is Long Island is a densely populated island in the southeast region. So what's the difference between an island there's and a, a peninsula? There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a land con- connection. So what's the land connection from? And that's what I'm trying to figure out because I always thought I always Long Island was an island, and you get over a bridge to get into. Yeah, it's separated by the East River and mm-hmm. and uh, Long Island Sound and, um, and. But I've always heard bay. it's a peninsula too. So there's got to be a reason Look, for maybe this. maybe when the tides change, it can. Uh, you know, if there, are, if there are big tidal shifts, there might be a connection. I don't really know. Uh, here we go. All right. How is an island different from a peninsula? People ask. Uh, an island is a schedule is a secluded piece of land surrounded by water on all sides, whereas peninsula is a piece of land surrounded by water on only three sides. So uh, if you think about it, as you go down southern state of the Bell Parkway, Kathy, that's con- well, you do so close. Water. Uh, it's go to hell, Long Island. It's okay, wait. It's surrounded on all sides by water, yet for legal purposes, it isn't an island. In 1985, all nine justices of the Supreme Court agreed Long <laughs> Island, that mass of land completely surrounded by water, is not an island. It's a peninsula. It, that's what the Civil War was fought for. It Nick. went to the Supreme Court? Yeah. That's what it says. And I declare it a peninsula. You're a heretic. All right. All right. It's surrounded on all four sides by, ni- by water, but it's not an island. The court ruled in favor of the states, determining that the East River, which separates <laughs> Long Island from the mainland, was too shallow oh. for safe ship passage until humans widened it. Oh, if you can walk so across it without having to lift up your knickers, it's a peninsula. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Did, we, right. did we settle we that? We settle that yeah. now. Did we? All right, let's go to another part of the store. All right, we're going to the uh, automotive section for a moment. 
According to this story, gasoline consumption is declining in the U.S., and the change could signal a trend in a new direction, according to an oil industry analyst. The, the, the title of this particular article is, uh, is The Age of the Automobile Over. I don't think so. Um, but uh, Andy Lipow says that uh, demand for gasoline peaked between 2007 and 2019. The pandemic lockdowns naturally caused a decline in consumption, but it is still not returned to pre-pandemic levels. Could that be because of the prices, too? Uh, Lipow notes that many older Americans have retired uh-huh. and many younger employees are determined to work at home more and commute to work less. Leave me alone. I'm going to stay home and try to figure out what Long Island is. <laughs> <laughs> And add in the expected impact of electric vehicle sales, and he says a permanent change in American oil consumption is likely. I could see that happening. Yeah, you yeah. know, especially with those factors, with electric uh, cars coming in, so you're going to see a bit of a decline. I mean, big oil, right? Like, uh, are they smart enough? They should be smart enough to see the trends and go. All right, well, listen, we're going to uh, yeah. ultimately lose money on you know. What's gonna What's happening with the electric vehicles? Maybe we should start to get behind. I think right the EVs. I think right now California is probably the most. I, I think they're like at five percent, but nationwide the amount of EVs is very very small. No, so, I know that. Uh, they, they, there's there's a there's a um, and they're they're trying to work out all sorts of aspects. I don't know. I mean, well, and it, there may be something. I saw a TED talk with a gentleman who's saying there. You know, whether you're talking about uh, hydrogen or other forms of. Uh, fueling up uh, cars and and ways to proceed right. into the future. That but a lot of these big uh, car companies are saying by twenty thirty five we're going to be exclusively you know. Or I'm just throwing a number out. No, there. I hear uh, those that, numbers that, too. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that by this year we're going to be exclusively electric. That's going to have an impact. I mean, listen, we we've seen it happen over the last decade plus where businesses companies just cease to exist because of technology. Blockbuster video doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. They could have been the Netflix, but they're not. They didn't get with the times. Mm-hmm. Tower Records, you know, like they, they could have been, you know what I mean? And They could have been Spotify or something. Yeah. Something, but they didn't. Where yeah. there's money to be made, yeah. if it's viable and feasible, the big the, they will gravitate towards. Oh, sure. And it just has to be litmus tested. But not everybody will make it, you know? No. Some, right. some, some will not see the trend. The dirigible and, industry absolutely is look at dying. That. It's yeah. crushed as we speak. But, um... Yeah, so there's a number of factors. I didn't consider things that, uh, you know, some people are, are going to work. There's going to be some people that remain working from home. That will, that will these these itty-bitty pieces will have these right, little right. impacts, you know. It's always the itty-bitty ones. All right, uh, so thought that was kind of interesting. I like that. All right, let's move on. Um, all right, we're going to the real estate section of the store now. <laughs> this is, a very, by the way, a very unique store. Yes. It's not just like a flower and salt. Yeah, and, it's like Staples. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's yeah. where, where your kids hang out. Yeah. Airbnb is banning people from using its site because of their mere association with other users that the short-term rental company has deemed a safety risk and removed from the platform. So if someone has, in their past history through Airbnb, wrecked a property or had a very bad experience, or by their reckoning, been a less-than-wonderful client, that could affect the people in that person's family? Yeah. Mm. Mere association. And it's interesting. What do you think about that? I I think, and and after reading this and, and taking the company's stance, that them essentially saying, look... We have to do something. This is becoming a real problem, and we don't have any other way than to do this right now and just figure it out. Like simply by blood, not just blood. Like uh, okay, so it, it, 
in instances where a user is banned because of their association, this is according to the article. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, with another user deemed problematic, uh, the user can only return to the platform if their problematic acquaintance successfully appeals the ban or if they are able to prove that they are not closely associated. So it's not just family, it's close okay. association. All right, now we're gonna, all right. So even more. Uh, so in a statement, Airbnb confirmed that it does sometimes ban users because the company has uh, discovered. Uh, that they are likely to travel with another person who has already been banned, uh, though a spokesperson wouldn't say when this practice started or how often it occurs. The company said it does this as a necessary safety precaution, and a spokesperson said referring to such bans as merely as a result of association is overly simplistic. Wouldn't it be, um, wouldn't they be more uh, comprehensive in taking measures to make sure that problematic person is not staying there with the non-problematic person who wants to stay at the Airbnb. I, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I, how do you do that? I guess I don't know. just demand Pinky that, swear. that yeah. each and every person that will be there, right. his name is... Not be this guy. Somehow <laughs> run through the, the system. So, uh, so it says, more quietly for a decade now, the company has had background checks completed on its users. Since 2016, they have completed... Uh, by uh, they've been completed by a third party service that claims on its website to complete background checks in less than a one second. The speed is a necessity. The site has 6.6 million active listings, uh, but it also leads uh, to bans over matters as trivial as a decade old misdemeanor related to an unleashed dog. So there's so you know, it's not even it's not even things affecting the Airbnb. It, they're they're looking into people's criminal records. Yeah. That seems a little intrusive, right? Uh, Airbnb has said that it understands the system is imperfect, imperfect and employs an appeals process uh, for people who feel that they've been unfairly banned. So you can go and say, you I can plead your case. I wonder how quickly that, that moves along. I would well, say, I would say if, well, yeah, Th- that's but I'm the saying problem. if you, and that, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But if you have things that pertain to an Airbnb experience mm-hmm. or something like that, but if you, have, you know, failed to return, say, your blockbuster videos, uh, and you have a uh, a mark on your record because of that. Uh, well, that's that... benign, but uh, like if but you I mean, have a criminal record, a dog walking thing, right? Yeah, but, but if you if you um, go to rent an apartment, you've got to submit a criminal record. Same thing. Yeah, y- you're, yeah. This is a, this is a, this. Do you, do you like if you go to Airbnb? Do you like that they would do a background check on I, you? But I'm saying you're you're renting their property. If you were to go and rent another property long term, they're, they're it's the same thing. Yeah. They're going to do a background. Check. What's what's the longest long? Can people long term rent an Airbnb property? Well, no. But I'm just saying if you go to an apartment complex and you're looking to rent an apartment, they are going to run a background check on you. So what's the difference right. if Airbnb does it for one weekend? I mean, to answer your question, me personally. I uh, I don't mind because I don't have anything on my record. Now I'm not everybody. I'm just me. But but I'm not trying to set that field on fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about the time you got that girl to do your essays? I never got caught. <laughs> yeah. That's not cases. on his record. But it's I'm looking at it from the <laughs> homeowner's perspective, not the renter's perspective. From yeah. the person who actually yeah. has invested their time and money and efforts into this home. I, I'm I'm actually glad that Airbnb is doing their due diligence to make sure that some criminal or some I, I don't know some will see bad this stinky man is not <laughs> renting my my place and and ruining it. Uh, some will see this as a bit of an overstep, uh, but clearly you know, they're responding to that because right they're saying that they're they're explaining it. You said they're yeah, saying, yeah 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 uh, they 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 have a, a process. The question is. How comprehensive and effective is that appeals process? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. But, I mean, this is the way I kind of look at it is that, uh, you know, 
uh, idiots have, have ruined it for a lot of people, That's it. unfortunately. One bad apple. And, and, and then these, this company has to, to go, okay, how the hell do we fix this problem? And then they, they try to come up with a solution and an idea that can work. And some of it is a bit over the top, but they're covering their bases for themselves and for the, the home owners. So I've never been a fan of the Airbnb thing. I, I've know. never tried yeah, it. I, 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 I don't I, like the concept. I should try it and, and see how it is. I really like it. Yeah. I've done it a few times. Uh, it's been flawless. I know there are horror stories out there, but there are horror stories with hotels and any other place you're going to stay. So And Nick, uh, it's, not, it's not even, for me, it's not even that. I know what you're saying. I, like Claire, my wife, is, is a fan. Yeah. So, so the... the uh, it's just, I would, I don't know. I just don't like going into someone else. And it's crazy to say that when you go to a hotel room where thousands of people have right. But it's just my mindset. By the way, this last um, paragraph in the article kind of sums it up. It says, the bans by association underscore the difficulty and perhaps impossibility of keeping dangerous parties completely out of Airbnb host homes without slighting associated users who feel that their own bans are unjustified. It's okay. just going to be it's crazy, hard, you know. I didn't have like a terrible experience, but I didn't have a good experience with Airbnb. Like and and there's been other, you was know. Was there a bathroom camera? No, oh. it just no, it was dirty. It wasn't it wasn't as it was pictured. You know, you can't go yeah. and visit these places. You I've just had friends it. who got there and they were like, "No." I mean, it was we're not staying and the reviews so were, no way. The reviews were decent. That was the thing. Like, all of the reviews were great. But what we walked into was probably like a, a party house where you would rent with like oh. a big, you know, people in their, you know, 20s were probably renting it in with tons of people in there to party for the weekend and go skiing. And we went with a family and kids and it, right. it just was not right for us. So my wife went to Yellowstone with her, her friends and um, they got an, an Airbnb that was Gorgeous. I mean, it was stunning, but it was a number of people, you know, like four or five people staying at the place. It was amazing. Still, I'd, I'd rather do do the hotel thing. I, I wonder what the overall consensus for the people who own the homes, who, who rent them out is. Like, if, if they really like it in the long run, um, I've, I've not seen from that perspective, you know, because you do get mixed reviews on people who stay in an Airbnb. But I wonder how people feel about uh, renting their own homes out after a long period of time. So what I rented, Nick, was, uh, and I realized it afterwards, um, was it was, a, it was a company. It was a management company oh. that, that managed a bunch of Airbnbs because I had been texting with the guy. And he goes, can you, so, I'm sorry, can you please remind me which uh, location you're mm. in? So he must have had, a, a, you know, a bunch. But I have a friend who she actually turned it into her job. So they have a couple of locations. And that's what she does. She um, preps and gets all, gets, you know, these locations ready for Airbnb. But it's she's turned it into a job. Like Are she, they in, in like it, uh, tourist locations, like the desirable yeah. spots? Uh, yeah, they're, so there's yeah. one. They have uh, one in front and one uh, in Lake Harmony. Okay, okay, well that makes sense. You, you got to have a location that appeals to people, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on, we'll go to a, uh, somebody who does uh, uh, owns an Airbnb. It's Greg who's on the line. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Yoo-hoo. Uh, Yoo-hoo. What's up, hey, Greg? How much, man? Um, so, yeah, I own an Airbnb down or I have a condo down in Florida that we rent out. Uh, last year, we had uh, somebody rent it, and long story short, they had a domestic, like the last one of the last nights that they were there. Oh, um, had the cops called, security came. It's in a private community, so one that doesn't look good, you know, for us having people that live in the area uh, year round. Right. But this is like a twofold thing. So, uh, if they have a record or if something's known about them that's reported, it helps other people from not having to deal with it in the future. But on the other hand, trying to get uh, money back or recuperate any kind of damages or pain in the butt 
uh, because you have to prove, like, it's their word against yours. You can have pictures. You can have everything else. But, you know, it's... No, I hear so. what you're saying, Greg. My, my my initial point was if you had something that was a, a demerit against your, an Airbnb property that you had stayed at, that seems to be more linear to this, like a, like a bad Yelp review. But they're they're going outside of that and checking if you've had, you know, uh, I mean, like a DUI is, a, you know, a, a bad thing, but obviously, and, but I mean, years later, should that affect your ability to get a, a to rent an Airbnb? So I don't know, but... It, it's listen. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 maybe there's a discrepancy amongst the the homeowner if they look at that and go, uh, yeah, we'd rather not have somebody who's had you know uh, two B and E's in their in their record or it's whatever. A private business, they, um, they can do on that. Second, on the other hand, there's uh, other people that are rent for that person that you don't know. Like they'll they'll rent it, and then you think that other person's coming. Yep. And oh. now you know somebody else shows up, and you're like, well, you're not the person in the picture, or you're not the the name that I. Uh, so you're stating the, so. that, and that's the problem that Airbnb has to deal with is because y- you you can't. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I can't for greater minds than my own. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it, man. And by the way, here's a text that says, "I got an Airbnb this weekend in Scranton." Well, now I completely <laughs> support it. Cardboard classic. All right, uh, we are now going to the calendar section. Of Actually, the store. oddly enough, the largest section of the yes. store. It's nothing but calendars. Yeah. So, do you guys have a least, uh, a most hated month of the year? <laughs> yes, we just got out of it. Yeah. A survey of 15,000 U.S. adults has un- undercover, uncovered the most hated month of the year. So, it's uh, February for you? Sure is. All right, how about you guys? Mm, I'm going to say January. All right. I'm down with January. I'm going to say February. Yeah. Oh man, it's a it, it is a toss up between probably January and February. The cabin. My... I would probably say January because it's longer than February. All right, I go with February as well. And the most hated month of the year is January. Uh, so Americans say this is their least favorite month. February comes in second with twenty one percent. I have to I have to lean to February because my birthday is in January. Oh, right. so January. And also. For me, that's we have a big family gathering in January. I think it's slightly colder in February, uh, and and so this year has been an amazing February. I, and I was talking to somebody the other day, as far as outdoor activities go, and specifically golf because that's that's my jam. Yeah, uh, is I can you can definitely play golf in December at points. Yeah, January sometimes, February never, like never ever. Until this year. This I, year. I've played golf like five or six times in February, wow. which is insanely rare. So it's been a great year. Well, you figure it's right after the holidays and people, a lot of people get seasonal depression. You're down. Yes. You, you know, there's, it's like all over the hype. Everything's gone. The lights are gone. The decorations are gone. Yeah. And so I would think that that's why January is. I still have one. some lights up that I have to take down. Do yes. <laughs> well, we, we go so late into the season that I, you know. I reserve Uh, the right to keep them up a little. So the best months, uh, what would you guys indicate of the best month of the year? Uh, Somewhere in summer. I would say June or August. Personal favorites? Yeah. Uh, May and October. May and October. May is one fine damn month. It is is a fine month. Um, Um, I'd say June is probably my favorite. It's just starting to get toasty warm. It's because your birthday and and my anniversary and all that stuff. Uh, no, just like that—that's the the gate has opened up into summer. Yeah. Um. So uh, it says here, fifteen percent say October is their favorite month. Halloween and twelve percent pick December as well. I just it, love the weather. 
When it comes to seasons, those polled uh, were equally likely to choose spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call. Equally. Yes. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call. I'll be there. 30% chose any one of those seasons, but only 10% picked winter as their favorite. So in the uh, the holidays, I love the holiday season. I adore it. Um, you know, for me, I'm a big fan of fall and spring. You know, I love I love that's that's kind of my cl- that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, any any month with uh, that you're actually having a good time is probably my favorite. Yeah. I just like snow and we haven't had any this year. You know, and I think when you're looking out in the beautiful landscape right now, it's just barren, and it's like uh, I don't know. It's uh, I just feel so. So with with no leaves on the trees, with mm-hmm. it being bare like that, you would rather you would at least you get something with seeing snow on the ground, right? Yeah, like For freshly you. fallen snow. We think we all agree. There's just a not calmness. the muddy s- snow in the Coles parking yeah. lot. The yeah. only thing, I, and I like snowy uh, snowy landscape as well, right. but. When it does snow in January and February, the snow stays yeah. for weeks and weeks and weeks. Just because it's cold and it doesn't melt. And at that point, I get, just want to die. I get tired of that. I just want to kill everyone. I need to see some green at some point. It's fascinating this year to look out. And I just, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm hypnotized by it by looking at what's happening in California and Colorado. This yeah. Week. They are getting so much snow. California's getting slammed again in the Sierra Nevada. Yosemite is completely under but snow. that's good, right? Well, they need it. For I mean, the snowpack. Desperate, um, desperate for water. They've had a terrible mega drought for the last 20 years. Mm. Uh, so, um, you know, some of those lakes will get uh, get some water back, although they need like 10 straight winters like this to <laughs> completely eliminate the mega drought. But yeah, like around here, uh, for me anyway, the, the weather in May is like you're inching towards summer, but it's not too hot. And the weather in October is tolerable because it's like it's not too cold yet, and you still get some warm days and a little bit of hoodie yeah, weather. It's yeah. kind of kind of like where that. I'm standing. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. All right, I want to do one more. We cool with that? Yeah. Uh, one more. We are headed to the we're headed to the tech section. Super high tech. This country store. Uh, more specifically, the social media section. We have a social media section in the yeah, store. Yes, uh, two pounds of Facebook, please. Uh, TikTok has been criticized for having an algorithm so addictive. That many teens say that they're on the app constantly and is bringing in a, they're going to bring in a screen time limit for younger users. Although it's not one that's going to be strictly enforced, but they are going to institute it. So you know what, this is all happening because now government agencies are asking, are, are actually mandating that TikTok be taken off yeah. phones, yep. so on and so forth. So they're seeing this and they're, they're trying to institute measures that might make it more acceptable. So... Would this be like a suggested uh, when you get the, the screen time on your phone? Yeah, so I, I think it differs a little bit from that okay. because the the government issue is because it comes from China right, and right. infiltration Security, and all this. Right, yeah. This is more about teens spending too much time uh, screen time on something like this. So they they put it at uh, users thirteen to seventeen years old is going to be coming in a few weeks. Uh, having a 60-minute daily screen time limit. So there is they've done studies and there is a brain chemistry component. To a social media, at mm-hmm. least for at a certain yeah. age, where it is, it's an addiction. It yeah. is. So TikTok says when the time limits up, and like I said, this is not it. They're not strictly enforcing this. Users will have to enter a passcode to continue viewing videos, or the phone will explode. Right. Uh, well, that's what they oh, probably yeah, yeah. should institute. But uh, it will require it's like deadlock. It will require them to make an active decision. Uh, yeah. Wait, what was deadlock? That's the one with Rucker Hauer where they have these. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Or wedlock. 
Or was it called Deadlock? Deadlock, yeah. And, but there was a riff on Wedlock. Yeah, yeah. got it. All right, so, uh, yeah, they put a collar around him. And if they, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. They had to stay close to the other person. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, TikTok says those under 18 will receive a weekly recap of the screen time. And they will be asked to set limits if they use the app more than 100 minutes a day. Um, and uh, TikTok says that it consulted experts. It says while there's no collectively endorsed position on the right amount of screen time or even the impact of screen time more broadly. We consulted the current academic research and experts from the Digital Wellness Lab at Boston Children's Hospital in choosing this limit. Um, and so that's what they're going with. Who, do you have a, Do you have any... Well, you have a, pretty much adults in your house right now. It, w- w- was yeah, was so the screen Caroline, time thing ever concerning for you? Um, I mean, I don't like seeing everybody sitting there and just scrolling away. Right. And, uh, you know, um, but they do. And so, I'm, but I'm not crazy concerned. I don't think it's turning their brain to mush. I think they could. I mean, you've got your Pornhub. You know. Yeah. That'll always be there. Uh, <laughs> Come to daddy. I, I do, you know, I, I, I do get a little sad when I see a group of people sitting next to each other and they're all, you know, they, they've got that, that head down position. Yeah. And slumped down, and they're just looking at their screen, and their fingers going up, 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 up. And you hate to sound like you hate to. I know, I hate to sound like but an the, old curmudgeon. But the truth of the matter is that there, there were things that we would do in our day. I know, uh, yeah, but <laughs> where we would, the collective, the friend collective, would you know that the the ability to socialize. And I, I've I've heard parents say, you know, they'll kind of like point at the phone or point at whatever and say that's kind of robbed my this kid of the social skills. But then I, if you want to go back a little bit, you look at Steve, uh, our the generation before us, yeah. they probably saw, thought the oh, same thing about, about television. Right, yes. You know? The boob tube. And then, and then the generation before that probably felt that way about Stage plays. radio. Right, radio. radio. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it is. It's take just, take a look know. around the room in our next meeting. Yes. I know. See I know. How many people, and it's usually all of them, are on the phone, myself yeah. included? I mean, yeah. you know, it's not just That's a teenage problem. Boredom. Yeah, no, I get oh, it. I but, I, but well, we have our inter office deep. <laughs> it's out of boredom for uh, for teens too. I, I think that the the issue with teens, anyway, from my perspective as a parent, is that their brains are still developing. And so, like, if you're if you're you know coming up in an age where you're on your phone constantly, it's going to affect how you live the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, but it could also be seen. Listen, I. I'm constantly taking the phone away from Jason, telling him to put it down. It drives me insane, so I'm not defending it. But um, there are a lot of kids out there who are, you know, learning so much more and becoming these IT geniuses because they started out so young. I mean, they have like... Or they're twerking. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, that too. (laughs) They're eating Tide Pods. Uh (laughs) No, but there's like a a camp Jason did a few years ago where um, they learned how to build video games and build websites. And like, I mean, that didn't exist. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much of that you learn from TikTok, though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying they're, they're yeah. more, they're, you know, You learn how to air at, fry pancakes. Yeah, at, navigating technology and right. maybe even learning how to create it. Right, you know? right. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But anyhow, so TikTok is doing this thing where they're going to, uh, you know, <laughs> limit your time supposedly. It's a very educational store today. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, we got to close up shop. Oh, God damn it. That's all we can handle right now. We're going to do that very thing. Uh, we do have a couple of cool things coming up this morning. Uh, Jimmy Fallon will be joining us a little after 9 o'clock. Awesome. So we're going to talk to him. And we also have your chance to win some Adam Sandler 
tickets. There's a show coming to town, Wells Fargo Center, and that will be in April uh, the 14th. It's a Friday. Tickets go on sale this Friday, by the way, at uh, noon at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. So we'll take a break. We're working on a, on a contest. I'm not... I can't give you a, a ballpark. Maybe when we return, I don't know, Mercer. Did you get to it yet? Star yeah. file next. All right, yeah. Oh, B files next. So maybe yeah. maybe after that. So uh, hang out with us this morning. We'll be back in just a moment, my friend. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to take a run of the beat file. Here we go. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want it gone? Got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning, veteran-owned and operated, started right here in southeastern Pennsylvania. Call 844-GET-J-DOG or visit jdog.com. All right, this is wild. The remains of a man who went missing in southern Argentina earlier this month were discovered inside a shark after it was captured by a local fisherman. He must have been glad to get out of there. Law enforcement (laughs) said the family of 32-year-old Diego Barilla was able to identify his remains because of a distinct tattoo that was visible. The shark had a tattoo? (laughs) Part of him was whole? I guess Uh, guess old enough. Yeah, to to identify a tattoo, yeah. Abria had uh, last been seen near the coast riding his all-terrain vehicle late February 18th. An extensive search began for the father of three after his damaged ATV was found on the 20th, but there was no sign of him. (laughs) On Sunday morning, two local fishermen contacted the Coast Guard and said they caught three school sharks close to where Abria's ATV was found. 
And they said when they were cleaning the sharks, they found human remains inside of one of them. Gruesome. It's unclear exactly how he ended up up being eaten by the nearly five-foot shark. Uh, They believe that he had... um, had an accident, was dragged, and they were investigating if there was a vehicle involved. So I don't know if someone threw him in the water or what. So. And they just reminded me, did they ever find uh, Julian Sands, the actor who went hiking? No. Just going to ask the same yeah. question, okay. Nick. Same, no. yeah, same scenario. Nothing. I haven't, I, I I haven't anything about it. All right. so, yeah. I, I, there's, no, there's no way, barring no, a, a staggering miracle, that right. he's still alive. Unless he disappeared on purpose. He right. Went, but, I mean, he wanted to ride around in a shark. That's not going to happen. Uh, a man allegedly stole an idling American Airlines bus <laughs> from a parking lot at JFK Airport early on Wednesday morning. What? You mean one of those passenger transports? Yeah, a big one. Okay. So no one was in the bus, which was jacked uh, shortly before 2 a.m. The NYPD says that they think the vehicle was left running and the suspect, a 43-year-old known to them, had jumped in and drove off. And by the way... He made it from JFK all the way into Manhattan. He made it all the way down the Grand Central what? Parkway into Manhattan, <laughs> then drove southbound on the FDR before he was eventually caught at Camden Plaza West. Wow. No injuries were reported. Imagine if you used that vehicle and you're an Uber driver. Uh, charges were pending against the man. His name wasn't immediately released. Police, police said he has nine prior arrests. <laughs> But the bus theft didn't mirror any of those. Most of his criminal history is believed to be of domestic nature. But There's a switch that flicks in some people when, like, they'll steal a, a running ambulance. Yeah. Or, uh, they just see it. Uh, I can take this. Yep, exactly. Uh, the Detroit Police Department spoke Tuesday about an incident on I-96 that brought the highway to a complete stop and eventual closure after a partially naked woman with a machete was spotted on the freeway. Uh, Chief James White said the woman was driving on the freeway when she decided to pull over. He said she got out of the car. She was naked from the waist down. She was porky pigging it, and she had a machete in her hand. Oh, man. Which she pointed at people as they drove by. Uh, Michigan State Police arrived uh, to shut down the highway. As they talked to the woman, uh, White said that she was going through a mental health crisis. Really? Something they've seen an uptick of in hit this year with 2,000 calls in the first two months. So when wow. people are going for these issues, do doctors recommend that they purchase machetes? Because everyone that you've had, yeah. actually everyone has had a machete. Yeah, they seem to find a machete or a samurai sword yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Take two machetes and call me in the morning. Four UConn students were hospitalized following multiple sledding accidents on Tuesday. Several UConn students were out at uh, Horse Barn Hill sledding and enjoying the snow after the first major snowfall of the season when two collisions caused four students to be hospitalized. Were they using, um, like, uh, their mattresses or the dinner trays that you get in the cafeteria? <laughs> That's generally what you have it access to when you're a college yep. student. Did you guys ever do the uh, oh, yeah. the, the tray? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they haul, right? They do. But they are... I wouldn't call them safe. <laughs> no, they're not sleds. Emergency personnel were called on a report of two students that collided while sledding. While responding to that incident, emergency personnel were notified of a second collision where two other students were injured, too. Uh, the students' injuries are considered non-threatening and consisted mo- mostly of head, back, and leg pain and injuries. Uh, three students were transported by ambulance uh, to the hospital. Uh, students say sledding down Horse Barn Hill is a tradition at UConn's stores campus. So that's oh, what they were doing. Hopefully we won't break that record tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, animal control officers in New Jersey said seven sheep 
found running loose after an apparent slaughterhouse escape, <laughs> will have a new permanent home at a sanctuary. Oh, they made they, it the, There's Shawshank. Yep. Uh, Patterson Animal Control said a call came in at 5 a.m. Monday reporting that several sheep were wandering the city streets. An officer responded to the, uh, to the area and found only one sheep was, was brought to a city shelter. A second call around 6.30 a.m. led to three more sheep being rounded up. Uh, the animal control officer, John DeCando, said they were difficult to catch, but with the help of snare poles, the team was able to apprehend the runaways. That hurts. Uh, one of <laughs> Snare poles. One was put inside a police car, another in the animal shelter truck, and a third inside another police vehicle before they were taken to a shelter. I want to see a lawyer. A fifth <laughs> sheep was captured outside of Sealy Mattress Store in ah, Patterson. Someone and another, was tired. And another one was found attempting to enter a nearby Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> there we go. Even uh, sheep run on Dunkin'. Yeah. Doesn't Sealy use sheep yeah. in their commercials? Oh I was God. wondering if the sheep were yeah. counting sheep when they tried <laughs> yeah. to That's great. Yeah. Uh, the seventh sheep wandered all the way to Fairlawn before being safely rounded up. The sheep likely escaped from a River Street slaughterhouse. Uh, DeCando said, I don't know where they came from, but I know exactly where they're going. They're going to be safe. Skylands Animal Sanctuary and Rescue. That's cool. Uh, agreed to give the runaway sheep a new permanent home. He said they'll be quarantined. The vet will come and check them out. He'll give them the okay, whatever they need, any vaccines, anything. And then they'll join our 43 other sheep. With their own nice big barn, so prison they, escape. It's kind, of, you know what? It's like the Running Man. It really is. Like they get to live this life of luxury now yeah. that they made it. Out. <laughs> they made it. Did you have? Wait. There we go. All right, and there you go. That's uh, what I will wrap up with in the bizarre file for you uh, this morning. So we're going to talk to Jimmy Fallon roughly an hour from now. We're also going to have a chance to win some Adam Sandler tickets. Yes, he is coming to town Friday, April fourteenth. Tickets go on sale Friday at noon. Uh, he's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center. It says with a special surprise guest. So I'm curious as to who that might be. I mean, be. he works in some pretty heavy-duty circles. Yeah. So uh, here's what we'll do. Uh, when we come back, we have a contest. Oh! And your chance to win tickets to see Adam Sandler. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lift and fuel. With a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and the helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. So we have your chance to win Adam Sandler tickets. We're not going to do it right. We're not going to do the contest right now we're going to give you i'll explain we're going to play a clip for you You have to identify the five movies in the clip in order yeah, so you're going to have to hear it a few times i'm going to play it for you now and then later on we're going to take the calls and see if you can identify now we've done a contest before where people try to identify scream moment adam sandler because he 
screams in almost every movie. It's kind of his thing. And uh, what we've done is Marissa has edited together five clips from different movies. You need to name them in order. Here's what I'm going to recommend. If you're listening on a radio right now, take out your phone and record what we're about to play. Mm-hmm. This is going to take some work. This right. is kind of hard. Marissa made three different ones. She did uh, easy, medium, and hard. And we listened to them off air. We picked the medium one. Yes. Okay. So, but I still think it's really hard. Like I, I there's, I wouldn't, I got like maybe two of these. But diehard Sandler fans might know all five of these. And I think that's it's worth ferreting yeah. out the real Adam Sandler fan. Yep. I will say these are all comedies because he has done dramatic roles right. before. But these are all from comedies. And uh, let's see if you can identify these five. Listen. And we're going to give you some time to to do some work on this, and we'll we'll get a we'll try to get a winner at the end of the segment. Okay? All right. So here are the clips for you: five movies. We need the titles in order. Start recording now. Here we go. I can't stand you being here. All right. <laughs> do you understand me? <laughs> you sick. All right. <laughs> I think I got three. I will play it again for you. Listen closely. Here we go. I can't stand you being here. All right. Do you understand me? You sick. All right. Later on, we'll ask you to call in with the winner. Don't call until we tell you when to. Okay? What's funny is that when you first started out in stand-up years ago, and I, I was doing uh, an open mic night at Pip's Comedy Club, his, his, and he was on the bill, and his stand-up was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get that now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, has, uh, he has evolved. Yeah, he's uh, great. Over the years. But um, so we, we have a chance for you to win the tickets. And by the way, I didn't know that. I thought we just had one pair of tickets that we'd give away. We have... We have three. Uh-huh. We'll save some for tomorrow. Doesn't <laughs> that sound awesome? Yeah. yeah. All right, so for now, we'll do the one. Real quick, I have a shout-out I'd like to do. It says, good morning, it. I finally remember to email you in hopes of getting a shout-out for my twins' birthday. And I know they're hard to get out, but uh, me and my twin brother's birthday is March 1st. And this is from Claire Posey, by All the right. way. Uh, Claire works at, uh, she's a behavioral analyst at Eden Autism. And she says, uh, we've been... Long-time listeners, my twin, Mike, listens to your show on the podcast every day while he works. And we crack up each, we crack up each, uh, crack each other up by reminding each other of uh, funny things that happen on the show every year. I mean to do this, and I always forget. And I am uh, hoping that you can uh, give Mike a birthday shard out some point in the month of March. Thank you. Let's give him a high mark uh, shard. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Hi, Mike. You ready? Yep. Hi, Mike. There you go. That's perfect. So, happy yeah. birthday to twins. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'd be cool to have a twin, wouldn't it? Would it? Uh, <laughs> I've always loved twins. I wanted to have twins terribly, you know. As, as a, a parent. Actually? Yeah. No kidding. It's actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Twins. Without question. And the twins. What was it? Was it, was it Coors? Who was I it? I think it was Coors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twins. My I mean, niece I, and nephew are twins, and it's fun to watch them and, you know, what they go through. Like, right now, she loves him, and he she laughs at him, and he could care less. And <laughs> well, well, two of my best friends, actually, one of my best friends and then his twin brother, um, are fraternal twins, and they could not be more polar, polar opposites. Uh, one's named Chris, and one is named Mike. Mike is uh, gay. He's been in a, a Hi, Mike. married relationship for a long period of time. 
Uh, Chris is a uh, dirtbag Italian uh, <laughs> oh who, who is a womanizer his entire life. But it's it's funny because um, they they are they look kind of alike. Uh, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. You know? What's their appearance like? Not. Uh, I mean, yeah. you okay. might think that they're cousins. Yeah, you know, identical look, cousins. <laughs> to cousins. look at them, but they're just um, yeah, they're very very different in their appearance and certainly in in their life. My two uncles, Tony and Curtis, and yes, they, they <laughs> were, were they named that they way on purpose? Named after Tony Curtis, yeah. yes. Uh, they, I found out years, years, years later that they are actually fraternal twins. Now I can tell them apart, no okay. problem, but I think they look pretty damn close to each other. And, and sometimes fraternal twins, uh, can, can look totally different or, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Look, or look pretty damn close. There's been extensive studies on, on that and the ones that do look very similar and the ones that do not. And there's. It's, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting thing, and you know, yeah. you always think of like uh, you know the traits that they share, and as you talk about it, Nick, polar opposites. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. You know, same same environment, same you know childhood, and it, yet it comes out that way. It's um, it's two different eggs, right? That gets you fraternal twins. If yes, it's identical twins, uh, the one egg splits. Correct. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, cool, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, by the way, and and what made me think of it, the uh, the clips we were playing from Adam Sandler, especially the gibberish ones. Is have you ever seen um, features on uh, Twin Speak? Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 wild. It's cool. Yeah. As as toddlers, they have their own language. Mm-hmm. They do. In yeah. fact, the, the Simpsons have, and I used to have a clip of it. I don't know if I have it anymore, but they have twins on the Simpsons who speak their version of Twin Speak. Yeah. 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 They can actually um, stunt their uh, social, their communicative right. growth because they. Yeah, my nephews are, are fraternal twins, and you know, and they're the same age as my my daughter. And my daughter, at two years old, you could have a full on conversation with her, and it, it took them till like five. Except they were just yeah. talking about everybody behind their backs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the coolest twins, and my friend has uh, my friends have a uh, mirror twins. And one is right-handed, the other's left-handed. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. By the way, you play that clip from Nell. I believe Nell was a twin. Nell was, was a twin, yes. Yeah, they... The other one the was movie. a trial lawyer. No, no, no. In the movie, her tw- they, she still had her body. Her twin sister right. was dead. Oh. Yeah. And it was just the skeleton that was left. Yeah, she had li- they lived back in the, okay. the woods. It the was woods Nell and, and Len backwards. They were mirrored. Nell and Len. And you guys, by the way, Twins is available on Netflix these days. <laughs> I think I told Nick this last oh, yeah. week. He did. I love that movie. I think it's great. <laughs> uh, it's. I thought it was a fun movie. It's fun. It's All right. Um, I have something totally different. Did not mean... Did not mean to go on about uh, Twins for that amount of time, but um, I saw this interesting article and uh, one of the reasons I want to bring it up is because I personally have a story uh, to share in this, and I wanted to see if anybody else does. But the question at the uh, top of the article is, have you ever pretended to sleep to get a break from your kids? Yes. According yes. Eight, to yes. a survey, parents with school-aged children, 34% <laughs> have faked a snooze, and 40% have hid in the bathroom. Every, Dude, uh, every night at about 8.30, I fake sleeping. Uh, <laughs> you fake sleeping every night at 8.30? Because, because otherwise, he comes in, and he thinks it's like party time, and we're going to hang out. And I'm like, I, I got to go to bed. <laughs> have you ever faked sleeping for an adult situation? Well, th- this is what I wanted to yeah. throw out there, and, and not just for parents who have pretended to sleep, but I wanted to see if anybody have any stories of, of when they have pretended to be asleep. 
and why. There's a scene in uh, in the beginning of uh, the movie City Slickers, yes, where uh, Daniel Stern's character would sleep just to just so he could ignore his wife. Uh-huh. They're like, look at him; he's he's not asleep. He's pretending to be asleep right now. Bill, <laughs> there was uh, there, and and this reading this article. Had had rekindled this memory in my mind that I had completely forgotten about. I was probably maybe a freshman in high school, maybe even eighth grade. All right, and so uh, my really good friend at the time, Dave Dave Court, uh, he and this girl that lived down the street had decided that they were going to have sex. Ah, okay, For, first time ever. Yeah, we're talking about eighth grade. Dude. Wow. Okay. Wow. So. Uh, they had decided we need, and, and the thing is, is when, when you're young and, and you want to explore these types of things, the, the difficult is, difficulty is finding a place to do it. Right. Okay. So there was a house in Dave's neighborhood <laughs> that was being sold. Okay. So nobody lived in it. Uh, there was still furniture and things like that in there. But Dave knew how to get into the garage. Okay. So they were going to go into the garage to do this. Now, you're thinking, what do I have to do with this? Right. Dave what? and Beth are going to be there. I went in there with them while they were going to do this. Well, you, we, you, this wasn't a cuck situation. Okay. No, I wasn't invited oh, to be okay. a part of this. All I right. mean, I was invited to be a part of the sex thing. For some reason or another, I was invited to be in the same room while this happened. <laughs> what? Wow. So we go into the garage. <laughs> They're kind of making out and doing their thing a ways away from me. I'm in another part of the garage. It's dark in there, by the way. So there was, you know, I guess just the light from the windows or whatever. And so it was really awkward to me. Here I am in the same room with two people that I know. They're about to have sex. I'm only in eighth grade. That's wild. And so I pretended to fall asleep. (laughs) I even snored on purpose. You fake snored. Yeah, I fake snored. I hear them laughing at me because they're like, oh, my God, he fell asleep. You know, So you sold it. I sold it. Part of it, I guess, is because I wanted them to go ahead and have sex and I wanted them to be around there. It gets better. It gets better. So they start doing it. We're laying there. And the garage door opens. Oh, oh God. No. Dude, I <laughs> jumped up and Hold ass oh out of there. Oh, my God. I'm not really I sleeping. Ran, <laughs> ran down the street. So, because I didn't want to get busted. I didn't know yeah. who the hell was coming in. All right. Any idea? Were they caught in the middle of a, of a, uh, of a thrust? I don't remember how it all played out. Because you were running. I ran. I ran back to Dave's house, eventually met up with those guys. And they ran out of there, too. I don't know if we... I didn't see anyone. I just saw the door starting to open. And I think I went out the window that we came through. Oh, my God. And so I, I guess they did the same thing. And I, I saw Dave <laughs> later on. I kid you not. And he, he was wearing... It was in the yeah. summertime. He's wearing shorts. And he goes, he goes, dude... I, and I'm standing up right now to show you guys. He goes, I ran out of there so fast. And he pulled up his pant leg. Yeah. And he still had the rubber on. Oh, my God. Dude. Dude. Wow. Ah, uh, ah, uh, youth, right? Was, so was this memory uh, repressed until recently? I guess I never really... Dude, you I just did, hadn't thought about did, it? There were so many things weird like that from my childhood. It's I it, I lived a weird life. But anyway, um, <laughs> I had just kind of forgotten about it. But you it. sold it apparently very well. Yeah, they did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He didn't, were you, they didn't get the finish. <laughs> were you... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a shame. Uh-huh. Were you fake sleeping um, in part because... You thought it'd be titillating to hear them having sex? Uh, well, no, I knew they were going to... Wa- 
No, I knew they were going to do it no matter what. Okay. And, and, and I did it And just, why were you asked? I don't remember, man. Okay, we were all maybe. friends. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. But but I remember I did it just so they would kind of get on with it because it had uh-huh. been, we had been in there for a little while. Right. But you, I meant as a turn on for you. No, 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 no. I oh. mean, I, I I don't I was just curious. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't like going to, no, I wasn't going to sit in the corner and pleasure myself or anything like right. that. Oh, yeah. But I just, I wanted them oh, yeah. to, to, oh, yeah. to get. To move along. Well, and I so, think in so this I case, fell asleep and I thought it might make them feel more comfortable. This isn't the result of this is a very mechanical thing. They wanted to get, they wanted to have their first time. Well, they planned, and it. so you're, hey, let's go, all go do this. It's so weird though, and that you were able to sell it. Can you give us your your snoring? What what level of snoring were you? It was like a light snore. It was like. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it didn't sound really as what time of day was it? Like that, yeah, not like this. Right. <laughs> The Three Stooges. No, I yeah. hate that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what time of day was this? Uh, it was the middle bright daytime, dude. Uh, so you like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, it was like I was <laughs> running down the street. <laughs> I, uh, all right. I uh, Yeah. I have a story. Okay. And it's similar, except I was Dave. I was, I was the guy with a girl. And this was in college. This was not eighth grade, so maybe a little more age appropriate. But who uh, did you invite along with you? Uh, I didn't invite anyone. Here's here's what the deal was, Steve. We were 21 um, and went to Key West for spring break. Casey, I think you went to Key West. I did. I mean, you were 21 as well, right? So it was a party place yes. where you could go where there weren't underage people because it was still Florida. I was right. 20. Yeah, okay, that's right. And you got in trouble. No. All right. Uh, no, but I did pass out standing up straight. Right. Okay. At, uh, yeah. That's another story. <laughs> another story yeah. for another time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, Steve, so I'm, uh, I met this girl. We, um, she actually ended up, she went to Bucknell as well. We went right. back to the hotel room, and my, my friend uh, Ryan uh, Smurf Sherry was passed out in, in bed, uh, or so I thought. Okay. And so I started um, ha- having um, a good time with the girl that I brought back to the hotel room, and he had pretended the whole time that he was, in fact, passed out. Uh. And then the next day, revealed to me, Preston, and this is why I asked you this question, he was enjoying oh, no. being in the room. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't that at all. Okay. And, I, and I would admit it to you guys if yeah, that yeah. was sure. indeed the case. But I, because we admit everything on this show, for crying uh. out loud. No, it wasn't that. It I was, think it'd be awkward as hell. Yeah, it, and it was. And yeah. I think that's part of why I did that. But you just—he just mentioned you just mentioned a scenario that I guarantee you goes on. Oh, I know it happens in, 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 in fraternities and sorority yes. houses where the the, the 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 roommate brings someone back, and there's well, got to be quiet. My you know my, yeah. my roommate is it's, asleep. It's got to happen constantly. It kind of pissed yeah. me off and weirded me out a little bit because I thought that he was passed out. And, like, the next day, I'm like, dude. This, dude, you, you were great. High five. Yeah, right? It was real. Yeah, you were, dude, hey, I've, I've you done it. Talent, bro. I've done it in the same room with other people yeah. many times. Yeah, yeah my buddy. Thanksgiving. Uh, he, yeah, he literally almost fell off the top bunk trying to, like, <laughs> watch me. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> asleep. <laughs> and he was, so he's like, leaning over. over. And he was hanging <laughs> over. And he told me about it the next day. I'm like, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah. So, but my wife and I, uh, we always fake like we're sleeping when the dog lets us know that he wants to go out. In fact, I had to give her a high five the other day because I felt the dog breathing in my face yeah. two Saturdays ago. And I was, quote, unquote, sleeping, sleeping. And then I just hear her go, Reggie, get over here. Oh, you're the best. Case. Yeah. So, Cupcake. My yeah. cat, Cupcake. So, I forget about it unless, like, on the weekends, I sleep a little bit later. During the week, I'm waking up well before Cupcake wakes up. But I will be there, and I'll hear her. She can't meow. You just hear. <laughs> so, she's coming in, and she's. 
<laughs> and I'm hearing, I feel her walking across the bed, and then she'll she'll like be right by my face, and I will fake it, and I'll try to keep my breath, you know, regulated and everything, and she'll she'll put her paw on my chin for a second. And then back on again. And then if I can sell it, she walks away. Yeah, you open your eyes, you're done. Yeah, you're gone. Uh-huh. Hang on here. I got some calls. We're going to go to uh, Jody, first of all. Hi, Jody. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Love you guys. Uh, we love, love you. you. Thank you, Jody. What's up? Um, well, one time, some of my girls, back my high school friends, like we come home on break or whatever, we'd always hang out with these guys. One of the friends dated one of the guys. We'd always hang out in their crappy apartment. <laughs> and one of my girlfriends, it didn't take much for her to hook up with whoever really so i kind of went in the one guy's room and passed out and she came in with and he wasn't like the most attractive one of them all and <laughs> i don't know if they knew i was there or not but they and let me mention it was also a waterbed so like i totally totally like now i'd be like guys can you like let me get that out of here you know so i just lay there like a freaking like I don't even know if they knew I was there. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they did the deed, but there was definitely sounds and things. And I just, so then they got up and left eventually. And then I just made my way out. And then she like totally denied it to everyone. I'm like, I heard it. I heard it. The tide was in. Oh my God. And it's... I think she probably still denied. Well, we're not friends anymore, but she'd still probably deny it to this day. You yeah. know, so, so like, it was just awkward. Now I'd be like, guys, come on, I'm 44. Let's. Move on. Yeah, a, a water bed. Yeah. A water bed. By the way, you're gonna be, be hard to. You had a water bed for a while, Preston. Yeah, it, it sloshes like a crazy. Free flow. Yeah, yeah. water bed, and it's yes, it's. There was nothing sexy about water beds <laughs> whatsoever. It was sold as that way. Yeah, no, it worked against you. It, yes, I, yeah. I, I've been on water bed. Never, never did the deed on a water bed. But there, there's no, there's no torque. There's yeah. no, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no resistance. Yeah. Uh, in college, people, I think. Pretend to be asleep all the time, and it just reminds me of that scene from Forrest Gump, yes. where he's feeling Jenny's boobies, and, uh, oh, and, and then, then something happens. Yeah, yeah, and then they pan away and to the, the roommate, and the roommate is standing there or laying there, eyes wide open, like what uh, is going on right now? I think I ruined your roommate's bathroom. Uh, I like her anyway. Uh, so, uh, according to this poll conducted on behalf of uh, Family Dollar, they said they found that uh, child care must-haves include, well, that doesn't have anything to do with the sleep. No. Uh, parents say that they have, uh, having an extra set of hands like a grandparent can help save the day, but if you don't, then uh, pretending like you're asleep is a nice out for that. Yeah, you know. you can, And, and also pretending you're in the bathroom, too, just to get a break for a minute. Well, it's like, oh, right, and this is 40. He's he's constantly in the bathroom. Oh yeah, just to get away. Yep. Hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. We had a lot of mics on the show yeah. this morning. Uh, Hi, Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, bitches. Hey, what? <laughs> what's up, Mike? Hey, this is great. So I'm like 20, 21. I'm in my first apartment with a bunch of buddies. There's like six of us, and it's on the first floor. So we've got like a sliding glass door entrance. So one day we're sitting around. We may be smoking some funny things. And another friend comes in the sliding glass door and says, hey. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Buddy, we... act like you're asleep. Hold on, Mike. So Mike, Mike, Mike. Back up to the part where you said smoking funny things. You guys were uh, breaking up. Or you were breaking up. So there's like six of us in the living room doing the thing. And a buddy comes in the sliding glass door and says, hey, Chris from up the street is about to come in. Everybody act like. No, we can't. Oh, it's got to be act like you're Everyone asleep. act like you're asleep. Okay. All six of us pretend to be asleep. <laughs> Chris comes in the sliding glass door, stops, says nothing, 
and you just hear the sliding glass door close, and he left. <laughs> he left. You sold it. All six, you were all on your pretend sleep game. <laughs> Kathy, you, you guys used to yeah, do that, totally. right? Yeah, Pretend you're sleeping. And yeah. then every, like, in every situation, every scenario, every person in the room, yeah, we would do it all No the matter time. what, like, even in the middle of the day. Oh, anywhere. My, uh-huh. my brothers, my cousins, like, all of us used to do it. I don't know where it's Show started. me your pretend sleep face. No, you would just go pretend you're sleeping, and everyone, no matter where you are, you just put like put so, your head down like you were sleeping. And honestly, it stopped because I used to do it with Jace, and I'd be like, "Pretend you're sleeping," and he'd be like, "No, why? I'm not tired. I'm not sleeping." And I'm like, he "Why for me?" He won't do it. This is a this is not exactly the same thing, but it's a play on this. When uh, uh, Caroline was a cheerleader, and the squad was, um, yes. uh, they'd be like acting up or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the coach would have this phrase that she taught them, which was, "Andy's coming." Yeah. And oh, so yeah. it's a play on yeah. Toy, Toy Story. Story yeah. And all the kids would oh, yeah. flop to the ground. Yes. And it would get them to calm down because they thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. And it would get them to calm down for a moment, right. a, a minute. But it was hilarious to watch them. Andy's coming. <laughs> and boom, they would hit the ground. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. Uh, we Kat. should do that at our next meeting. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Will's walking when in. Bill walks yeah. in. <laughs> Andy's coming. I, would, I love that idea. <laughs> I absolutely love that idea. All right. Well, here's what I would like to do. Uh, I know we got a little bit of time, but I, but this this may take a few. I'm not yeah, really I, sure. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, we have this contest. Adam Sandler is coming to town April 14th, Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale tomorrow uh, at noon, I believe. We have tickets to give away in advance of that. So, Marissa has put together a list of Adam Sandler yells, screams, gibberish, all this stuff from five different movies. We're going to start with the first callers that call in. All right, 215-263-WMMR. I'll play this again for you. Identify these in order. Right. They have to be in order. All right, so here is the clip again. I can't stand you being here. All right! Do you understand me? Is that him saying, do you understand me? Because yeah, that does yeah. not sound like him at all. That's him. Back it up again. I'll play uh, the whole thing. All right. I, I got you. I can't stand you being here. All right. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's him. Definitely. Sounds like Farley a little bit. A little um, bit does. By the way, Nick said, well, we're waiting for the calls to be put up here. Uh, Nick said that the uh, Casey slash Sandler clip. Is it the one that where I say pizza's changed? Yes. Okay. All right. So this is, you think Casey sounds like Adam Sandler? In a very a specific way. Okay. <laughs> Let me play this and then you can explain. Here we go. Pizza is, is changing. And now there's a, there should be the Sandler clip right below that from All Billy right. Madison. All right. Uh, hang on. I got to go to a, hang on. Ah, crap. What's the matter? Uh, The way it's labeled? Yeah, the the way it's labeled. Uh, Okay. Um, I don't see where the Sandler thing is. (laughs) All right. Uh, Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. So, play the key. Uh, This is me again. Pizza is is changing. Okay. And then we have... The world was changing. Okay. And the puppy was getting bigger. (laughs) Just what, a, however Casey said it, the way that it struck me was uh, Sandler and Billy Madison. And, uh, pizza is, is changing. <laughs> the world is changing. What were you talking about when you said pizza is changing? Uh, because I just feel like uh, the the growing trend, pizza is just becoming more delicious these days. <laughs> I think the pizza makers are, are caring more about their ingredients, the preparation, and and so. It's, it's a golden age for pizza? I, I think age, so. Yeah. At least in this area it is. I like that. Yeah. Golden age of pizza. <laughs> It's a golden age. Sounds called a golden age of pizza. 
Even though it's not good, it's getting yummy in the tummy. The world was changing. You just said that delivery yeah. is, is the same as pizza. That pizza is changing. Pizza is, is changing. <laughs> All right, uh, I would like to take some calls and try to give this away. And remember, these have to be in order. And the way we're going to roll this out is I'm not going to tell you if you get one right, two right, three right. You need to give me all five, and I'll tell you if you're wrong. That's how it goes. Or if you are right, right and you get the so tickets. So they do it at the big leagues. A little bit of uh, uh, background music, case, oh, if you wouldn't mind, okay. uh, while we get ready to go to our class. All right, so. Please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Sorry, Daddy. I have an important announcement to make. Get Billy, get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, uh, we are going to go to, let's see, Nina. Hi there, Nina. All right, Nina. There are five Sandler uh, movies that we took these clips from. Can you name all five in order, please? Jack and Jill, Big Daddy, Billy Madison, The Waterboy, and Mr. Deeds. I will tell you, Nina, that that is incorrect. Oh, oh, I know. I she sounded so confident. I know. I thought she had it. Sorry about that. I know she... Uh, well, I won't say. Let me play it again. I can't stand you being here. All right! Do you understand me? <laughs> All right. Let's go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hi, how are you? Good, buddy. All right, can you name those five clips or movies, please? Yes, I can. It's Jack and Jill. It's Big Daddy. It's Billy Madison. It's Waterboy, and it's Mr. Deeds. No. Oh. I think that's the exact same thing that uh, Nina said. No, sorry, buddy. Nice try. Uh, we'll go to another caller, and it is Mike. It's Michael. Hi, Mike. Mike. <laughs> How are you guys? Wonderful. Hi, Mike. All right, Mike, uh, can you name the five Adam Sandley and... Sorry. <laughs> Adam Sandler titles, please. <laughs> Let's go for it. Uh, so number one, Jack and Jill. Number two, Big Daddy. Number three, Billy Madison. Number four, Grown Ups. Number two. Uh, number five, Mr. Deeds. All right, so that's a different answer yeah, than, uh, than yeah. the last two we had. And uh, Michael... You're right! Grown Ups 2 was the one that uh, the previous two callers got incorrect. They thought it was the water boy. And so, yeah, Jack and Jill, Big Daddy, Billy Madison, Grown Ups 2. So, Mike, we got uh, tickets for you to go see Adam Sandor on April 14th. All right, buddy? That's awesome. Thank you very much. Do you know who the special guest is? Uh, no. Adam Sandley. Oh, stop it. Adam Sandley, opening for Adam Sandler. Uh, so tickets go on sale tomorrow at noon at wellsfargocenterphilly.com, by the way. And we have hard... I'm wondering if we should save the other ones for... Uh, we have more tickets to give away the next couple want, of days. Want, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of fun. And yeah. I clearly, look, like we had a lot of almost correct answers on that one, which I would consider, as, as she said, moderately difficult. Yeah. Because I kind of wanted to listen to those, play those uh, right think, now, but maybe we hang on to them and we can use those. I think I want to try me some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd like to try me some of that cocaine. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll hang on to those. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll save them for another time. In fact, we'll probably give them away tomorrow while we were at uh, Montage. We uh, have that ability. That we do. All right. So let us take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Jimmy Fallon will be joining us in about 20, 25 minutes or so. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. 
Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In case I looked over, Casey keeps notes over here, right? Yeah, yeah. So we sit right next to each other, and I glance over, and he's writing down a note, and he's holding the pen in the weirdest way. I'm like, you do Yeah. You, I, 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 I took out my headphone. I'm like, do you actually hold your pen like that? No, do you? No, no. No. But I do. I went to grade school with a kid who, uh, Brian Kern, used to write like that. I wonder why. Yeah, essentially. He was his, a lobster. His, his pinky <laughs> is, uh, is closest to the, uh, the point on the pen. And and he holds it across in a very strange way, and he was writing like that, and I was like, "That's looked really weird." Um, do you, all right, so I finally watched that Elvis movie, and the way yes. Colonel Tom Parker held his uh, cigar, right, right. I was like, "What is that?" Wait, like, how did he hold it between the, these two fingers? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. between yeah. the ring finger and the middle yeah. finger. Yeah, and I'm like, "That just looks." Dumb. Wait, wait, hold a cigar like that, man! Wow. Yeah, I, crazy. People don't hold the cigars like that. Do you guys remember in grade school when? Um, did you hear the way I said remember? Did you? Yeah. Oh, that was okay. Anyway, play that back for us because I like. No. Okay. It didn't sound strange at it all. It sounded me, strange but, to me, okay. man. What was the original thing? Where are we going here? Uh, I'm going with uh, in grade school, they had this little uh, triangle thing that you would put your pen or pencil for. Yes. Right. Yeah, I used it for you. my cigars. <laughs> no, it helped you. It helped with your grip. The yes. way you're supposed to grip the pencil. Right. I don't yeah. know how that was supposed to teach you how to hold your pen or pencil correctly. Because it was placed where you're supposed to hold the pencil. Where it would fit, it would form your, your fingers into that position. Uh, okay. So, and this is where you hold chopsticks, too, right? Uh, yeah. Bit, yeah. Uh, I just remember uh, people who are left-handed always had ink underneath their 
hand from sliding sure. across. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I felt yeah. bad for them, and then they would like get all contorted by like trying to pull the pen all the way around, up and around to the top of and the paper. Before you knew it, they were up on the roof with a high-powered rifle. Yeah. Kathy, uh-huh. you have something to say, but are you going to change directions? Because I want to. Okay, yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of what Nick said for a little while before we go to Kathy. <laughs> this, is, this is the nature of the is show this today. The stream of consciousness. It, it's like you're. No. It's like you're. You edit the show into 500 pieces of tape and threw it up uh, in the air. I recently had the idea, and every every few years I get this idea, and it's always a stupid idea is to teach myself how to write left-handed. Oh, yeah, I sure. thought about it. Yeah, same. Have As you a tra- means to what end? Uh, just to be... Ambidextrous? Uh, balanced. So, so like, uh, with drumming right now, I'm, I'm trying to become left-hand dominant. So a right, I'm right-hand dominant, so I've been spending the last several months playing left-hand dominant. It's very, very hard because it's noticeably your ability yeah. uh, in, in your in your less l- l- weaker hand or whatever part of your body uh, uh, is... You just don't use it that much. So so your abilities are fewer, and it would be advantageous in drumming for me to be able to do that. You have more uh, options uh, uh, available if you do that, and you become more well-balanced. But for some reason, I thought, well, maybe that should translate to writing, too. And I, I, yeah. I like I would ever do it, but, you know. I had an and, English... and, and the times that I did try to do it, it lasted about 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, this uh, is yeah, impossible. I want to hear yeah. that. Yeah, Screw yeah. trying to write. Like, No, I mean, playing, I can. Right. Oh, you but, can. But drawing uh, and, and writing, forget it. I had yeah. an English teacher um, who would write both right and left-handed. Crazy. And I remember when he would write on the board left-handed, it would take like a little while longer and it wasn't as neat as the right hand and we'd all be like oh wow yeah impressive you can write with your left hand and we're like what does that say right. Kristen, what about uh with golf can you putt or swing left-handed at all no you never tried uh i yes I've, I've tried because there are instances when you uh if you're like up against a tree or something like right. that where you might actually have to flip the club around and swing left-handed and so i've tried to teach myself how to do that a little bit it's really hard it's I, be- I can't do it i can uh what was the other thing you asked uh, just, uh, like oh, swinging putting. the club or, or my, putting, my yeah. dad, My dad would uh, swing right-handed but putt left-handed. No kidding. He had a left-handed putter. Yeah. Huh. I don't know why, but I'd, that's the way he played. I bat left-handed when I'm uh, when I'm playing baseball. But, but you're I'm not left. a lefty. I'm right, right-handed right dominant with everything else, and it's just my dad taught me how to huh. swing a bat that way. That's okay. wild. Yeah. yeah. Do you, when you do, can you bat right-handed? And yes. does it feel weird? Yes. Yes okay. and yes. I, I mean, and I learned how to do that, too, um, probably a little bit later on in, in my a very impressive baseball career. So when I had uh, Nick, when Standing I was in through ninth grade yeah. in, yes. in Key West with my fake ID, uh, it was not me on. The, but I had to memorize everything, and then so I had uh, gone undergone some questioning from a guy, a bouncer. All right, uh, what's your address? Uh, what's your driver's license number? And then he tried. To, he thought he was getting me. He was like, "What's your your uh, astrological sign?" And I was like, "Aries." And he was like, "Oh, damn it!" And then he made me sign the name, and the the handwriting on the license was so. Like messy that I wrote it with my left hand. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, and I got in. That's a great idea. I got in. Oh, that's funny. Uh huh. Wow. All right. Uh, now on to something completely different. It's Kathy. Yeah, I just want to make good. On, <laughs> I just want to make good on something uh, from earlier this week because I thought it was going to come up again, but it doesn't look like it's going to. So in my traffic reports, uh, I've been reading a uh, traffic report for the EAS Carpenters, um, and it's the Union Apprentice. They're in a competition, a live competition that they can go to at this construction showcase that's in Atlantic City. All week I was saying it was March 13th. No, it's not. It's March 30th. Uh-huh. Um, so I read the THIR and then stopped reading. Um, so I just <laughs> want to make sure that everyone knows it is the 30th. Uh, March 30th is when this is taking place. And, and it's, they're in a competition? It's theconstructionshowcase.com is where you can get all of the information. Oh, okay. okay. So you were just looking at that word 
It's this 13, 13. Or, and it said 13 to you, but it's actually written 30. Correct. So is, I've is done it, that before. Yeah. What is it? Is Mars in retrograde or Mercury in retrograde? What, what is it? There seems to be a whole bunch well, of weird things that are going on. Venus and Jupiter yeah. last yeah. night, and we didn't get to see it because it was cloudy. Right, right. We're supposed to quote-unquote kiss. There was a convergence yeah. where they yeah. would actually cross exact paths from our perspective. I, two nights ago, it was clear, and I was out um, outside, and I took some photos that were ended up being fairly terrible photos with my iPhone, but they were really close two nights ago, and so I was hoping to see it last night, but yeah. They've not. been really bright the yeah. last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, and by the way, there's no good way to take pictures oh. of stars. I mean, I mean, of what, like a planet, Nick, yeah. unless you have a telescope, you know. Yeah. My, my telescope has a fixed, um, has a port for the camera. That's perfect. Yeah, it's very cool. Do and I, I've absolutely never, never used it. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, we're looking at a photo here of obviously somewhere else where they got right. really, really close together. That is pretty damn cool. Well, the new Google, is the new Google phone, they, they claim that it has a uh, a, a real tato, telephoto lens capability. Have you seen that? The Pixel? Uh, maybe Somebody, the Pixel. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I posted the photos that I took on Instagram stories, and I was like, hey, these photos aren't great. I know it, but, uh, you know, if you're outside, go and look up. And that was the reason I posted them. And somebody messaged me, Steve, saying that uh, the new Android uh, camera, yeah. she took uh, photos of the the Jupiter and Venus next to each other, and she sent me copies of them. It was really impressive. Yeah. So she was and the using, commercial looks impressive, and it was yeah. the, her brand new Android, and she said that they were great. So can they just make it Mac compatible? And right, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. make that an iPhone. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, well, listen, we'll be taking pictures of plenty tomorrow at uh, Cardboard Classic. Very excited. <clears throat> yeah, and and very interested to see what uh, people come up with because we really don't know. Until the morning of, and people start loading and uh, bringing those things in. I have no idea if we'll be able to actually see the staging area from where we're yeah, from. I don't know. Uh, we we could almost kind of see just a little sliver of it uh, in years past, but obviously we're in a new location. We are, uh, as a matter of That'd fact. That'd be cool. I think it's going to kind of come up on our left. <laughs> So that's very cool, uh, and the, the where we are is at the bottom of the run, which is very cool. I'm I have some badass binoculars I'm bringing, Preston, so we can see at the top of the hill as well. Uh, and uh, but uh, this will be a cool way to see it. Uh, the layout looks like it's really set up and and uh, and will accommodate a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this new dynamic, and especially since the folks at Montage are, have been so cool to work with. All the stuff that's I mean, think of all the things that are going on this weekend. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, by the way, so, uh, Marissa, is this going to interfere with our call coming up here shortly? Is Are we going to be able to take a call? Yeah, we have several. Hot okay, ones. all right, I just want to make sure. Uh, Dr. Mike's on the line. What? Oh, oh, yeah. I just realized we could use the high mic uh, for him, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Uh, so, Dr. Mike's right. I have no idea what we were talking about. That may, Maybe the left-handed thing? I don't know. Yes, it's got to be. I'm not sure. No, it says he has breaking news. Dr. News. Mike Serigliano from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Breaking, breaking news. Hold on. It was drowned out by the breaking Wait, news. Say thing. that again. Breaking news is what? Nick's colon was fabulous. <laughs> we know that. Did okay. you ask Nick if it was okay if you said that or not? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I trust you uh, and yeah. you can. Uh, yeah, why, did you just right. get some results back or something? Yes, it oh. all looks good. Everything's well, good. Now, right. you know, one of the things... A it, private it, phone call would have been fine, <laughs> but sure. Yeah, but. Well, no, but since uh, since Kathy was breaking in with stuff that she talked about a week ago... You, you know, I good, just wanted, yeah. I had to, to tell everybody. And, and the other reason, oh. the, Amer- the, the uh, uh, American Cancer Society just came out with a report, like, 
yesterday that colon cancer rates are going way up. And I thought it was very important for everyone to hear that, look, Nick was a good good guy. He did his colonoscopy, and that's what you need to do. You know, I'll tell you this, Mike. Uh, I, it, I felt much more comfortable because Preston and Steve and Casey have all gone through it as well, and uh, they all said to me more than once, it was not a big deal. Um, Steve has <laughs> raved constantly about the propofol. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and how, like, it's a nice little nap that you get. So I, I appreciate you saying that about what I did, but um, I, I fo- followed their lead, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it really is an easy procedure. It's a, an annoying day the day beforehand with the prep, uh, but it's very important, and I'm glad that you're echoing that sentiment. Well, and it saves lives. Yes, it does. So, there you go. And you've saved my life, and you've saved countless lives. And you can well, call. I love, up... Listen, I love you. I, I love, love you. you. Listen, I really do. I say it a lot, but I mean it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're beautiful people. Well, you know what? You. Uh, Even Kathy. Kathy's. I love Kathy. Kathy's the most beautiful, Thank right? You. Well, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, Marissa's. They're equal. And Marissa, right. yes. Yeah, they're equal. Right, thanks, us. Thanks, Dad. They're <laughs> right. equal. Love you. Love you, Doctor. Right. Love you, Doctor. Mike. We'll see you later. And Nick. Now you can do that whistling butthole trick that you've been wanting to Thank show you guys. off for yeah. us. We'll do that tomorrow. Maybe we'll do that classic. at uh, Cardboard Classic. You never know. <laughs> I'm wondering what the nudity level will be like tomorrow. I nudity? love it when people, wow. oh, like, like, people take their shirts off. There was a dude that had his ass scraped up the one year. Yeah, Marissa oh my God. posted a montage huh, uh-huh. uh, of photos. <laughs> <laughs> Of photos of uh, of nudity at Cardboard Classic or skin at Cardboard Classic. And not you want to talk about ice burns yes. or anything like Some that. Some people but. have gotten <laughs> really <laughs> torn yeah, up. That should be in the tips and tricks also that she posted. Like, that it doesn't feel good afterwards. Keep oh, your no. shirt on. Do you guys remember the ice burns on my ass cheeks when I did the uh, the Zamboni? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, all right. He so was I got on, on his ass cheeks on the ice by the Zamboni. Oh, at the no, Spectrum. No, at the no, Spectrum. No, no. And the... <laughs> rest of the month, because that was early on. Yeah. It was probably like the first week of the month of stunts. And, for the re- and my ass was featured so prominently in that whole month. And you would see these yeah. two red dots gigantic on my on my high. Oh, one man. Of, one of my favorite lines from Steve uh, came at that event when we were dragging Casey oh. from behind a Zamboni. Uh, on the ice and uh, at the spectrum. And Steve said that it was because they had instituted the new brown line rule <laughs> in the that. NHL. And I lost it. The guy who drove uh, that Zamboni was featured in, it was like a maybe a Sports Illustrated article where, you know, he had a storied career and had, I guess, maybe driven the Zamboni either at an Olympics or a Stanley Cup Finals. And he had said... That was the highlight of his career. Well, that's cool. It's a beautiful thing. I remember you were standing back. Who, who was coming? I think the Nighthawks, uh, the Rochester Nighthawks. There was a team that was coming in. As you're there in your... As a, and I was literally bending over. Oh my and God. my brown eye oh my God. was... For all the team to see. Speaking of Zambonis, yeah. have we, we've had Zambonis at the Cardboard Classic before, right? We've oh, going down the hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure. I got to believe that, that Gritty will be... Gritty's been there, too. Represented. Yeah, we've seen Gritty. What I don't know is, because we usually get a big heads up on this, and and, and again, this is 2.0. We were starting up after a couple-year hiatus for obvious reasons. I you know I don't have any indication on what might have been parlayed from the show yeah. into because it always ends up being stuff that that we do I, on the show ends up becoming part of a sled. I do know one. You do, and do. and it involves uh, Gene Simmons and chickens. Yeah, uh, <laughs> our buddy Bob Havens, yeah. who always who always comes uh, big uh, to the event, uh, is going to represent Gene Simmons and to see the that. chicken population. Yeah, uh, but there could be a variety of things. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's uh, you know become a recurring part uh, in the past 
couple of years. I mean, there's no sad bro. No and, sad bro, absolutely. Uh, that's I mean, even up. like maybe Froggy, the Noticer, the Connoisseur, like they've taken yeah. a, a more prominent role over the last two or three years. You could do an entire sled with a with an ensemble cast of all the characters that I've portrayed Seriously. <laughs> on this program easily. But there is, uh, and I think the guy's name is Clutch, mm-hmm. and he always does these sleds that are just. Awesome, but like th- they're simple in like concept. Did you he hear did his rocking? Requ- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you hear his request for listeners? No. Oh, okay. So uh, this year he's doing a Wawa themed sled. Okay. And he has requested that listeners bring up hoagies because on his sled or a um, an accoutrement to his sled, yeah. uh, an actual hoagie slicer. So if <laughs> so, wow. he's, he's asking him among our listeners if they're coming up to a cardboard classic tomorrow to bring hoagies and, and clutch will slice hoagies. them up for you. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Oh, a hoagie slicer? You, you don't mean like a meat slicer, do you? I, I, all I know is he said hoagie slicer, so I don't. It's got to exactly. be a meat slicer. I guess so. That's kind of dangerous to roll because then yeah. sure it's not you need like large, you know, yeah, uh, big giant turkey breasts and stuff right. like that that you can no, slice. No, no, it's so. to cut the the actual made. Hoagie, yeah, I right. think not... that's what it was. Oh, right. I don't recommend going down <laughs> on the sleds with any knives, right. Whatsoever, no, no, broken no. glass, shrapnel, yeah, sharp objects, swords, knives, or anything like that. But you do what you want, so. Yeah. Uh, our guest is on the line. All right. Oh. Yeah, we've been talking about this all morning long. And uh, how, did, how old is he now? 48? Is that 48, what we found out? Yeah. Wow. And he's he's just it's nothing stopping keep him. Keep going. I mean, yeah. usually sometimes age can be an issue. Yeah. I think, you think can... Mick Jagger will still be out there trying to be a rock star at age 50. <laughs> You're sadly, sadly mistaken. Sadly. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Fallon yeah. is on the show. Hey, Jimmy. Good morning, good morning. That's a great intro. You know, <laughs> I went to go, I remember doing that line, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, they don't know that I was in Almost Famous, but I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy with the beard. And they're like, oh my gosh. But uh, I remember, I was so nervous doing that line, and C- Cameron Crowe's directing, and Kate Hudson's awesome, Billy Crudup, all these people were there, and I was like, all right, just do it and pretend like you're just uh, doing it, like uh, playing around, like in your uh, in your bedroom or something, like right. imitating Jagger, so I'm like, you think Mick Jagger's going to be out there like, being a rock star? And I just did one take like that, and Cameron's like, that's it. That's what I wanted. We got it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is like going to change my life. I'm going to be a movie star. And then uh, that was the last movie. <laughs> it is, it's quoted often, though. Oh, it's, it you have a very memorable. You're, you're, you're great in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to land a movie where you get quoted, let it be almost famous. Yeah. That's the one to do. You know, I saw the play on Broadway, and I went to see it, and uh, I'll make the long story short, but halfway through the show, uh, I, I didn't want to make a big deal. I just want to show up and support, you know, and I'm there watching all these things, and all these members are coming back, and intermission, um, a seat, uh, 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 someone comes over to security, and they said, is anyone sitting here next to you? I go, no. They go, well, someone wants to come down, and it was Cameron Crowe. Ah. Uh-huh. next to me, and watched the whole second half of the play with me. That's and, uh, great. Oh, he's such a good dude. I'm like, it made me so happy, and I, I, I loved it. It was, yeah. uh, that was, I was uh, very, a lot of uh, lucky, fun moments in my life. Excellent. Well, listen, we could we could go on about the things you've done in your career, but you definitely want to talk about that's my jam season two. That's why you're getting in touch. It's coming out. Oh, thank uh, you. 17th on uh, NBC, 10 o'clock. So this, for those who haven't seen the first season, uh, take us through how, how the game works. And obviously it plays on, on all the great music games and contests that you guys do uh, on a nightly basis. Yeah, how do I d- describe it? That's my jam. Is like, uh, it's like, it's hour long. It's music, uh, comedy, variety, game show. So we have 
four celebrities split into two teams, and they have, like, music trivia. And then they, they usually have a showdown where they sing something or in a weird way. I'm telling you, this year we crushed it. it it's so fun. I guarantee the next day you'll be talking about at least one or two of the performances from the night before. Like, the first episode, Tuesday night, uh, we have Jason Derulo singing a beautiful, beautiful version of the thong song. Of the song. The thong song. There we go. Yes. He does, he does an operatic version, and he he can sing, by the way. I'm like, oh, my God, Jake, oh, Jason Derulo. Wow. And it's the funniest thing. It's so weird. We have uh, Nicole Scherzinger, uh, who obviously can sing, but a lot of people don't know. She's so known from Mass Singer as a judge, but she's, she does Celine Dion as a Led Zeppelin song. And it's I, I love those riffs. I've seen I've seen stuff like that that you guys have done, and it it, it is fun. We do similar things where we'll sing a contest where it's different li- a, a set of lyrics from one song applied to the music of another, and it yeah. and so you think, well, that's not going to be that hard, but it is hard, uh, and to do it well. Which of the contests is your favorite to participate? Because you you're the host, you're there, but which which of the one of these contests contained in the show do you most like participating in? I mean, I, I like when people do, like, uh, I, I love impressions. That's kind of how I started in my, you know, career. You know, I would do impressions of John Travolta, you know, or you go like, I just swear to God, it's so weird, little kid. Like, I can't stand the, you know, I, <laughs> but I like seeing celebrities do impressions of other singers. Like, Ariana Grande is crushed oh. it on my show, on, on The Tonight Show, doing impressions of, uh, I mean, she's done, Christina Aguilera, she's done Paramore. She's, uh, like, uh, amazing. Uh, I, so I, I always love seeing uh, those things like that. So this year there's a couple great uh, impressions where you're just like, okay, this is going to, people are going to be talking like that. Like someone does Avril Lavigne this year. Um, I'm trying to think someone does Beaver. Um, it, it, it gets, I mean, it's really, uh, some of those, Adam Lambert does, do you know the Muffin Man? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's great. That's excellent. And he's like, do you know the Muffin Man, Muffin Man, Muffin Man? <laughs> and it is so <laughs> stupid and so funny, and he can really sing. It is, honestly, it, it's just fun. It's just a good, fun hour. It's after the boys. Check it out. Just don't change the channel. Fall asleep to it. You like it. <laughs> like it. Hey. Uh, you know, if you stay up late, you can watch the Tonight Show. That's there you fun. go. Hey, Jimmy, being being the host of a show as well, and having to uh, conduct contests, one of the downsides I think, because I'm a huge music fan as well, is that you don't get to play the games. Uh, and and I get so bummed out. I come up with these games, and I don't get to participate in them. Do you feel the same way from time to time? I do, and I'm a competitive guy as well. So I'm like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, come on, let me let me try. Come on, I, yeah. I can answer that. Like. You don't know the answer to that. Like I'm, so, I get so into it. So it's a little hard for me. But, but the, the outlet I have is the Tonight Show. So Tonight Show, I get to play all the games. So if you really need help, you're welcome to come on the Tonight Show whenever you want and <laughs> play any game. And, and yeah, you can play. You can play with me whenever you want. Thanks. Let me let me ask you. Obviously, the Tonight Show is a staple. It's you know, it's you know, it's, it's always there. That's great. You're the host. And but do you see a potential because you're also a a good, great game show host. Do you see that as a possible at the time when you want to retire uh, from the Tonight Show, moving into this fully? I mean, you know, it's interesting. You 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 read those things and you hear like Merv Griffin, you know, used to like own islands in the Bahamas, and you go, <laughs> how did this all happen? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's like 
Uh, I, I think my bread and butter is the Tonight Show. That's my baby. You know, it's a legacy. I got to take care of that thing. That's my number one priority. Uh, and so if I if I lose that, then I think you know I, I don't think the other things will kind of work. So I think make that still great and number one and doing well and entertaining. And then the other spring offs. It's fun. It's fun to challenge myself and see if I can do both. Right. Uh, which right now I'm kind of pulling off, but it's like. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think Tonight Show is where I would land more as uh, as game show host. But Jimmy, yeah. I wanted to ask you about like content that you guys put out because you you create a lot of content every week, uh, and some of it lands and and it becomes enormously popular. Some of it is just funny in the moment, and, and people move on. But the the latest one that people see responding to is this teeny weeny beanie with Paul Rudd, and I've seen it a million times now at this point. Do you have any idea why some of it? connects uh better than others or is it just sort of like you throw it out there and see what sticks you, you can't plan on it being a hit we've tried that we, someone's like oh trust me this will go viral if you do this if you think that with that mindset it never works it really never works so you just got to keep throwing things and trying new things i think new things i would say if i was giving it any advice to anyone just do something that no one's done and that you have more chance of that going viral than something that's been done before but Teeny Weenie Beanie was uh, <laughs> just, again, a silly idea about those tiny little ski hats that everyone's wearing right now. It's very trendy. <laughs> and we made it into a rap song about, you know, I don't go anywhere without my Teeny Weenie Beanie, Teeny Weenie Beanie. And, and so I go, who would be good for that? And they're like, Paul Rudd? And I go, and of course, everyone's first answer is he'll never do that. Cut to, we're wearing teeny weeny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's brilliant. I mean, you, you have access to arguably with the one of the absolute greatest bands in the world, you know, with the roots. And, and, and uh, I mean, so so obviously, do you, uh, they, they've got to be on board for all this. I assume you go to, do you ever have to sell a concept that they're composing some music for you? Well, when I, when I lucked out and, and got the roots to be the, the, the band, you know, I, I, I was, I was like, this band can do anything. They could play with Jay-Z. They could play with Tony Bennett. And, you know, I've seen that both happen, you know. And, and so I go, this is this would be the ultimate greatest band. And they, they love being challenged. You know, they, they, they mm. actually live for it. They're like, yeah, could put me on with Keith Urban. Mm. Let me, let's see if we can play with country song. You know, let, they, they, they love music and they love these silly songs I do just to watch it go down or any music reference. I'm just so lucky, you know. Who knew how long it would last? You know, uh, when I first met with Questlove and uh, and Tariq, and uh, but it's been 15 years. Yeah, and we've been through a lot of stuff. I mean, Questlove won an Oscar last year. Yeah, <laughs> we've really been through a lot of cool things. But there's no one in the world like that band. Uh, not even close. You can't hold the candle to it. They're so good and talented that you can like right now bring up a song and they would do the whole entire song and you could jam with them and it's like to have that freedom to do that it's just it makes the show great it just it just makes it fun like a fun hour i look forward to going to work every single day they're you're lucky to have them and they're lucky to have you man real quick i know you got to wrap up jimmy but uh, back in 2017 i just want to say thank you again you did a you did a shout out to us on your show and we will never forget that and we really appreciate it but uh, we want to put uh, people in the direction of uh, season two. That's my jam. It's on uh, March 17th, 10 o'clock. You can catch out on NBC. We love you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to come back. Please. And-
Anytime. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. everybody. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He's the best. Hot uh, pants might have been yeah. funny for me, the funniest thing he's that ever was a done. Good, uh, Halloween costume for I, you, right? I ended yeah. up doing a Halloween costume around it. Yeah, it, I that don't was, remember hot pants. Oh, my God. Him and uh, it was he did it with Will Ferrell. He did it with um, J-Lo. And it, he, was it white pants? Or was it, it? It, was, it was white pants, and they would come out with their, their pant, these pants on. And, <laughs> oh, my God, it's just in this, like, striped oh, turtleneck I sweater. The costume, and they would yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what it was, but I remember you guys wearing that costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and now I'm intrigued by Teeny Weeny Beanie. I mean, just saying that is funny. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. Okay. And it's goofy, and it's, yeah, like he said, it's just a silly little idea, but oh, it ends up being hilarious. Sorry, it's tight pants, not tight. hot pants. Yeah, tight, that's okay. I got my tight pants on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're looking at the video of this, and with the shoes, with the with the white go-go boots, too. Uh, that's fantastic. Wow. Uh, we have a clip of uh, the shout-out he gave us. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. If you want to hear this from Jimmy back in 2017. Uh, and I've been doing tons of uh, press for this record, and a bunch of radio. So I want to thank all the uh, morning radio guys that I, I went on the, uh, their stations this morning and bothered them for a good 10 minutes. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to the Preston and Steve show in Philly. You guys, the deal's the deal. I promise I shout you out. You guys are awesome. Anyway, guys, That's the cool. album is only $9.99 on the Zon. <laughs> He didn't have to do that. No, he did not. No. And, and, he, and like like you said, we weren't the only one that he spoke to that day, but he, uh, he was we nice asked and he to, did it. Uh, to give some love, which is really, really cool. Still Appreciate waiting for an Oscar acceptance speech to include us. <sighs> I, it's not too late. No, we got some people who are working it. Yeah. I mean, I think our closest possibility would be Giacchino. Yes, Michael that's Giacchino. what I was just thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and it only just has to be like, I, you know, I gotta thank President Steve and then, you know, the, the yeah. producers. And, Does that say yeah. who we are? Just no. throw it in yeah. there. Yeah. This is why we have to go out there so that we're somehow connected to whatever he's working on Listen, that may get him an award. Kathy, right. Adam McKay, now, yeah. he's had the opportunity because he has won Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. major, you know, juggernaut out there doing stuff. You got Rebel Moon hopping up with Netflix soon. Kevin Smith, you never Kevin know. Kevin Smith as well. Yeah. Shyamalan. Uh, yeah, Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah, has he won? Gary Lauer. Yeah, has uh, Shyamalan been nominated? Gary Lauer. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a labor of love. It's... Yeah, Shyamalan. Well, yes, nominated for two Oscars. He, definitely for the Sixth Sense. Uh, was he do, nominated for a script or directing or both? Uh, you nailed it. Steve. Oh, there we go. Best director and best writing nominated twice in two thousand for the same movie. All right. All right. What was the movie you said? Six cents. Six cents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, it was Honest Night Split. Uh, um, yeah. And the yeah. script for that is so good, especially when they break down the, the, the multiple, you know, he obviously did his due diligence on figuring out, you know, that world. And when uh, Betty Buckley is is describing how that could be our perception of, of a superhero or, of, of, you know, yeah. somebody who's able to do that. And it was, I know it's rooted in, in science, but he's got such a way with his scripts. Yep. Is Servant out the next season? Oh, yeah. It's oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't say anything. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Don't worry, it's too confusing for me yeah. to explain it to you. I stopped. Um, just speaking about the Oscars, and we were talking about composers yesterday, uh, there was a um, piece on John Williams last night on uh, NBC Nightly News, and he has been nominated for an Oscar 51 times. Wow. Nominated. And wow. I mean, it's just, and I think he is the by far, uh, far and away, the most ever nominated. He hasn't won for 30 years. I think the last time he won was... Schindler's? Uh, no, it was, it was before that, Steve. Um... Uh, no, 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 you're right. You're absolutely right. Wow. You, you won in 1994 for Schindler's List. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, but he's nominated this year for a movie that I really want to see and have not seen yet, The Fablemans. Yes. Uh, and it's supposed to be fantastic. Okay. Did he win for Ernest Goes to Jail? He I did. Uh, did okay. he do that? He did. He, he, did. Did. he, was a he did it with James Horner as well. <laughs> yeah. They needed two people on that because they, they do a lot of uh, German opera. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been a slice, but we got to take a break, gang, because we got some stuff to get to. But here's what I would like to do. As we take a break, I would like to give away a pair of tickets to go to the Flyers game this <gasps> Sunday. Yeah. We'll take caller number 20 at 215. Uh, and th- it's it's we're also going to give you a Flyers and Grateful Dead T-shirt. They are very much associated. Uh, well, they're celebrating yep. uh, the Grateful Dead's long, strange trip in Philadelphia. Oh, that's wild! As the Flyers honor the iconic band on Sunday, so it is a it's a special promotion that they're doing with Dude, the Grateful Dead. Nick's holding up the shirt. That yeah. is cool. It's cool, a, right? It's a riff on the on the Deadhead logo. Uh, Wait, only we... instead of a skull, it's Gritty's face. Yeah. Pierre has to get one. Well, this so oh. this one's for Pierre, and then uh, this one's for Casey, and Pierre's going to have some giveaway giveaways as well. What song is this? Shake oh, Shakedown Down Street. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take that caller. I forgot what number I said. What was it, Connor? Caller 20 at 215-263-WMMR. And each special ticket package includes a commemorative T-shirt and entrance to a pregame concert by Splintered Sunlight. Splintered oh, Sunlight. I love them. Are they a tribute band? Yeah, so they played, I mean, they had a residency at the Brownies every Thursday night. They are, I think, I mean, the... Their Jerry sounds just like Jerry. Okay, uh, so they're going to be playing at the uh, at the game, which is cool on uh, Sunday. And more information can be found on the special ticket package page at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. So we'll take call number twenty and we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the bizarre file when we return. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel with a fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and the helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. We do have another run at the Bazaar File, so we're going to go for it now. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by Pro Smile. You might qualify to be chosen for a full dental implant smile giveaway. Go to smartarchesdental.com forward slash angel arches from Smart Arches Dental Implant Centers. All right, so we got some stories to run by you. We'll start with this. Police in Northern Ireland have left people in fits of laughter after pulling over a driver whose bumper sticker ended up being uh, ironic as the car was seized uh, and the owner was fined. Officers were on patrol when they stopped a vehicle traveling on uh, Caramoni Road on Monday evening, and the driver was asked to produce proof of insurance. 
Without frantically searching their phone for documentation, they admitted that they did not have any. The car was seized. Oh, that's right. I don't have it. And the driver was issued a fixed penalty notice uh, for the break in the law. But moments later, uh, officers took a picture of a bumper sticker (laughs) on the back of the car, which read, My brakes are good. Is your insurance? (laughs) And they have no insurance. Well, there you go. Stop posting about your insurance situation if you don't have any. Uh, The vehicle had been seized, and the driver was issued a fixed penalty notice in Ireland. That's kind of ironic. Don't you think? A Philadelphia... So I asked Kathy this morning if she remembered hearing this story, because it sounded vaguely familiar to me. And I don't know if we uh, had mentioned this or not, but it took place in the fall, but I just saw it pop up yesterday. A Philadelphia doctor took matters into his own hands, or more accurately, his own feet, to get an organization to a patient in time. Dr. Adam Bodzin, a surgeon at Jefferson Hospital in Center City, Mm -hmm. was scrubbed and ready to perform a liver transplant last fall when he learned that the vehicle transporting the organ was stuck in traffic. I I remember... Yes, but it might be that I just read this story a day or two ago, and that's what I'm thinking about. So, to make the situation more difficult, roads surrounding the hospital were nearly impossible due to thousands of runners participating in, it says, the Philadelphia Marathon. Yeah, that was that's in November, right? Um, and so, Dr. Bodzin said, we tried every which way to get them across. The driver talked to multiple police officers about potential access points. Unfortunately, and despite the driver was unable to get across and still dressed in his white lab coat and scrubs, oh, Dr. Bodzin ran for a half mile, weaving between marathon runners to retrieve the liver for his 66-year-old patient as they desperately needed it. That's wow. wild. He said, I had flagged down... They couldn't have just thrown it? I had flagged down a police officer before I crossed the marathon, thankfully, who agreed to drive me back uh, if I could get the liver. And he said, I think that people are probably looking at me a little more odd carrying the box wow. th- through. Uh, Charles Rowe, the patient who was uh, prepped and ready for surgery that day, had no idea about uh, Dr. Bodson and made the run uh, that he had made a run for it earlier. And uh, Rowe said he's amazing. He's really an amazing doctor. He went beyond the call of duty. And I guess uh, he has a cape under that white jacket. That is pretty wild. And Dr. Bodson uh, hopes that his story will inspire more people to become organ donors. Well, think think about that. In in a case where there is, like in the Boston Marathon, where all the roads are shut down. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I'm sure there's stories like this. Yeah, an emergency. That's why I keep an extra liver in my car. But he he ran through the actual marathon to go and get the liver. Yeah. Kathy had said this morning, she's like, Dr. Mike would do something like that. Oh, my God. Dr. Mike would just cut out his own liver and give it to you. Uh, Two men, this is terrible, were killed and several others injured in a devastating shooting that followed a, quote, celebration of life party. At a St. Paul, Minnesota senior living apartment complex. Well, you never appreciate life more when you've been shot. Uh, Five people were struck in the barrage of bullets Saturday, a chaotic scene that unfolded in a parking lot after the event. One of the men was in critical condition, a woman was in stable condition, and another woman was being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Medics were called to the bloody scene, but some victims were taken to local hospitals in private vehicles. One of the victims was pronounced dead at the scene. Another one died in the hospital. And a preliminary investigation indicates the violence erupted in the parking lot of an apartment building that offers housing for low-income seniors 62 years and up. And uh, after a celebration of life event attended by many people. And celebration of life is usually like a wake, right? Or or a memorial service. Something like that, yes. Uh, One senior resident said... I'm the first to admit this wasn't a very good celebration of life. There were a couple of hundred people at the celebration. A shooting motive hasn't been determined, but police investigators don't believe that it was random 
Uh, there were no immediate arrests in the event. Mm. All right, and then we'll do one more story. Uh, yeah, I like this one. All right, so uh, a business class passenger flying on Japan Airlines from Jakarta, Indonesia to Tokyo uh, says that uh, they had ordered a vegan meal, and as the vegan meal, they were given one single banana with a pair of chopsticks. That's great. That's amazing. And, well, they did it. Chris Chari wrote about his experience asking other users if they had had a similarly underwhelming meal on that particular route. How is it, your banana? He said, before takeoff today, my flight attendant confirmed that I ordered the vegetarian vegan meal. This and, isn't a kosher banana. And that my breakfast was a banana, by which I mistakenly assumed she meant that this included a banana. <laughs> when she served the banana after takeoff, I thought it was just an underwhelming uh, appetizer, but it was, in fact, the entire meal service. I like how they plated it, too. Yeah, and gave them chopsticks to eat it with. A banana, which you eat with your hands. Uh, For non-vegans, the snack option during that flight was seared tuna with a Moroccan eggplant salad, cheese, orange salsa, and a baguette. Well, I think for uniformity, they should just serve like like a large kielbasa, you know, banana shape. Everything has the same shape, at least. But no, that's it. And that's all they got. (laughs) The vegan meal was a banana. So there you go. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Okay, so... What's happening? I thought you said he had his ringer on. Well, he must have turned it off. Okay. Uh, I was just calling, I was calling oh, Bill. I didn't know he was back there. Bill's in the studio, and in case you wrote me, no, he's like, somebody has their ringer on on their phone. <laughs> I, um, when Kathy was doing her traffic. You I tried? Yeah. Oh, See? He got wise to you. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. He actually left. He wasn't even mad this time. Very good. Kathy would have done it. He would have been irate. No, no, I'm his favorite now. Oh, you right? are? Oh, he yeah. said yesterday. Yeah. He absolutely said Kathy's his favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, why? For this yeah. week, I'm his favorite because of my comments about the pizza and oh, Steph okay. eating. Yeah. What was because, the comment uh, about the pizza? Kathy uncharacteristically <laughs> sent me a smart-ass text <laughs> what? Uh, about the uh, staff meeting next week, which I understand that when I went and come into the room, you guys are all going to be asleep. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, is that it? You guys are going to be snoozing uh, and yeah. just, like, uh, turn around and leave. Uh, yeah, Kathy said, yeah, you know, it's International Women's Day on uh, on Wednesday for our staff meeting, and I assume there'll be pizza. Right. Which is Casey's comment. <laughs> like, so she trumped Casey, and she said, no, she's my new favorite. I'll there you it. go. <laughs> well, there'd be cookies, though. <laughs> There will be. We'll just two weeks late. Right. Yeah. No, they'll be done at MGK. Right. Ah, right. Nice. That's what happened last time. Right. Nice. All right. With that, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment, and we'll see how close you've been listening. We'll have a lesson question from today's program as well as trash and music news, so hang out. We'll come back in a little bit. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Well, here to help make that journey easier and even more rewarding is Acme Sincerely Health Platform. Featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com slash health for more details. 
March is a critical time to check your home's windows. If yours are cracked or leaking and won't open or stay open, then it's time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is Thursday morning, and we are moving right along. We have some stuff to give away via the lesson question from today's program. So... We'll pose a question and uh, give away a pair of tickets to see Kevin James. He's going to be in town. The Irregardless Tour is what they're calling it. Uh, Friday, June 16th at the Academy of Music. Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. So the question we'll go with this morning is, what kind of siblings did Casey want to have sex with? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Do you remember? Oh, I do. You didn't say that. Didn't Steve say said that, that Steve you did. Said so, yeah. <laughs> What kind of siblings did uh, Casey want to have sex with? Kind of, sort of, via Steve. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Give us a call now. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. The Trash is brought to you by Pro Smile, And you might qualify to be chosen for a full dental implant smile giveaway. Go to smartarchesdental.com forward slash angel arches, and it's from Smart Arches Dental Implant Centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, in a new interview, Nick Cannon, who already has fathered 12 kids, says he wants to have more. Cannon then reveals to the interviewer, who he just met, that she's already pregnant with his 13th child. <laughs> Travis Scott is the target of an investigation involving an assault at a New York City nightclub Wednesday night. Witnesses say Scott and a roadie for The Who got into a pissing match over which of them is responsible for the most people getting crushed to death. That seems to be a weird fight. And finally, NBC announcing that Zachary Quinto will be returning to the small screen in a new series called Pilot Wolf. From what we understand, the series focuses on a dramatically understaffed regional airline that is forced to hire wild animals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a winner. And uh, we need to find out what kind of siblings that uh, Casey wants to have sex with. And we are going to go to... <laughs> hang on a second here. I think it's Al. Hi, Al. Good morning. Hey, Preston, what's going on? Yeah, bud, looking for an answer. That's what's going on. So what kind of siblings did Casey want to have sex with? Twins. Twins. Yeah, you got it, Al. Hang on, man. I want to see Kevin James. Got your pair of tickets for the year regardless tour. Friday, June 16th, the Academy of Music. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. All right, music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by ProSmile. Uh, you might qualify to be chosen for a full dental implant smile giveaway. You can go to smartarchesdental.com. Very cool. Forward slash angel arches. And it's from Smart Arches Dental Implant Centers. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and this is no surprise to me. Link 182 has postponed the first leg of their reunion tour. Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah, due to Travis Barker's injury. I was looking at that, man. I'm like, no way. No way. Yeah. No way. Uh, Barker injured his finger last month, first hurting it while rehearsing for the upcoming concerts. 
uh, with the band. He is undergoing surgery on the finger this week. Uh, Tom DeLong said in an Instagram video, Travis needs to go in, have surgery on his finger, and uh, we have to get that well, and then we have to get that strong before we can do anything else. He described uh, Barker's accident as a freak accident uh, that no one saw coming. Do we have any definitive explanation of what exactly happened? No, I just heard that it was while rehearsing, and I I, I can't imagine. The only thing I think of it that that may have happened while he was playing to cause injury was as he was going to hit the uh, a drum, you know, like his finger hit the rim of the of the drum or something like that. Makes sense because it's metal and it's thin. And you could easily, you know, crack something, but I, I don't know. I, yeah. They really haven't indicated yet. Well, KISS has announced its final string of which were will culminate over two nights, uh, December 1st and 2nd in New York's Madison Square Garden. Uh, KISS will kick off its final North American tour October 29th at Austin's Moody Center. No word as to founders Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Will appear at the final New York shows. I think we have a clip of both Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Oh, okay. Paul Stanley yes. announces uh, the uh, announces the dates, mm-hmm. and right. then uh, Gene Simmons uh, go up one. Case. Up one. Okay, all right. So here we go. This is uh, Paul. December first and second is Madison Square Garden. Those are the last two shows of the band. We're finishing up where we started. There's 17 shows before that in the states. And then uh, Gene spoke about it uh, being emotional. Yeah. Uh, the last show. So here we go. Yep. You raised me Excellent work. Excellent work. All right. It's for real. Okay, here we go. Man, it'd be great to have a Josh Groban sled tomorrow. <laughs> we should get you know, him. Uh, somebody the, uh, had the time to whip one I know, up. I know. All right, here we go. I'm sure I'm going to cry like a nine-year-old girl whose foot's being stepped on. Kiss was born on 23rd Street. It's only taken us 50 years to go play the final shows 10 blocks away on 33rd Street, which is Madison Square Garden. Okay. How the hell do they record that into? That is terrible for both of them. Yeah. Recorded it into a chicken. <laughs> Here, Jen, speak. Here, Gene, speak into the chicken, please. Cluck. Cluck one, two. Cluck. <laughs> cluck. Cluck one, two. So, a quick question. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're saying these are the definitive last performances for the band Kiss. Yeah. Is there an asterisk there anywhere you think? Uh, nah, I think, I think they're really done. I, okay. I, I think they're tired of doing it. I think they don't want to admit it, but I think they're tired of doing it. So, no... Well, we're done with touring, but we'll do one-offs. Not even that. I don't think so. Because the machine yeah. that is KISS in the promotional items and, you know, I mean, because they're so, you know, larger than life. They those, are those characters, the, 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 yeah. the, the costumes and all that stuff, that it can go on without them. You know what I mean? I think the machine keeps turning. Right. And, and it will be as lucrative as always. And they've clearly said... In so many words, that other people can put on the makeup and do the same thing, right. and and they'll still get residual yeah, cash from it because yeah. it's their likeness and everything. So I think that's what's going to happen. In, I think they're tired of doing it. To that point, they exert extreme quality control oh, yeah. on their um, cover bands yeah. and tribute bands, and there's a process involved in becoming one of those. Yep. So uh, they have made the official announcement. 
Coldplay will release a special worldwide cinema presentation of their of the Spheres World Tour concert filmed during their sold-out 10-night run at Buenos Aires River Plate Stadium at the end of last year. Any puppets? <clears throat> Maybe. That's, I think they've so, like, yeah. been all about it, yeah. Uh, the film ind- includes a host of footage which wasn't shown during the live broadcast, including an exclusive behind-the-scenes short film uh, featuring new interviews with the band. They should perform with Alf Case. He's a puppet. Dude, yeah. I will could. fix you. <laughs> Van, Van Halen's uh, first live album, 1993's Live Right Here Right Now, will make its vinyl debut on Record Store Day as a limited edition for LP sit, set. The uh, double platinum collection will be limited to 7,500 copies on 180 gram translucent red vinyl and available exclusively at select independent mute, uh, music retailers. For basically a hundred dollars, it's ninety nine and change. It's an amazing price. And then finally, this is interesting. Uh, Queen's Brian May revealed that the band is considering a sequel to the Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody film. Wow! Uh, the movie, which had a fifty five million dollar budget and grossed over nine hundred and ten million dollars globally, uh, marked the film uh, making the film the most successful music biopic in history. Now. While talking to Britain's Daily Star, he said, we've been talking about it. I felt proud of it, and the people who played us were just phenomenal. It's so tempting to do the sequel. It would be worth it uh, just to work with those boys again. Regarding uh, the ground the sequel would cover, he said, Bohemian Rhapsody climaxed in Live Aid. And I suppose, implicitly, Freddie starting to deal with his AIDS uh, but an awful lot happened between the end of the film and the end of the glory days of Queen. And he went on to say, I love the fact uh, that we're able to do it for Freddie. Uh, that really means a lot. And I felt that we did it in the right way and in the right spirit. Of course, we were represented in the movie because we were a group. Uh, but it was really all about Freddie. And I think that we did him good, he said. I uh, So tonally, I love that the film ends on a... On a plus, we know that he had he obviously had any past of, uh, of AIDS, but is that is that the kind of movie you'd want to see where he goes through all that physical duress and? No, I I don't think they needed it. It was it was wonderfully. I think done. it got it, it all was, what you needed, right? Yeah. Now maybe there's a Freddie Mercury story they could do, which is takes a different tone of things. There's also some really good documentaries about Freddie Mercury that have all the real footage and all that stuff and I, I yeah. think I think that gets it done. I, I you know, I don't think you need to go back to that well. Yeah. Unless you, you bring on make a science fiction element to it. You do that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You take on Skeletor. Okay. <laughs> now that yeah. I might actually be interested Freddie in Freddie Mercury on Thundercat would be cool. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All right, let us take a break. Come back in a second, and uh, we will be wrapping up the program when we return. So stay with us. We'll be back shortly. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic is almost here. Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain. You don't want to miss this spectacle on snow as these cardboard creations attempt to make the finish line with cash prizes and pride on the line. Come for the cardboard. Stay for Mountain Fest. Two days of live music mountainside. Friday night, it's ever clear. Saturday features lit and fuel. With a 
fireworks show on the snow to cap it all off. For tickets and a helpful Discover Depot travel guide with lodging and activities info, visit WMMR.com or text CARDBOARD to 39333. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. And from Montage Mountain and 93.3 WMMR. On this uh, Thursday morning, as we have approached and arrived at the end of our program for the day, and a very enjoyable one, by the way. Thank you for hanging out and being a part of it. We gave away some Adam Sandler tickets. We did. Awesome. Uh, we will do some more tomorrow. We have a couple more pairs. So while we're at Jack, or while we're at Montage, it's so, <laughs> I know. It's so difficult. While we're at Montage, well, we've only did it for fifteen know, years in one place, uh, and we will we will have a chance to win those uh, tomorrow morning. So listen up; they go on sale tomorrow. Um, and thank you to Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice, great guy. Yeah, uh, talking He's about a- his game show, which uh, is coming up very soon. Right. Uh, but uh, it was cool to have him on. Uh, the name of the show is called That's My Jam uh, Season 2. And March 7th is when that comes out. So uh, nice to talk to him. Yeah, he was uh, waxing nostalgic about Almost Famous. Yeah. And uh, he's great in that movie. Yep. Uh, Pierre is here having a seat. I am. How you doing, man? Damn fine. Damn, Damn fine, fine to see you, sir. Damn fine to see you. Excellent. Pierre, there is a present right in I front of you. I see. Yeah. I heard you talking about this earlier. This is for Flyers uh, Dead Night, right? Yeah, which is Sunday, and you're going to have some tickets to give away. But it's actually a really cool shirt. Isn't that cool? With gritty and the Flyer cool. symbol and the sort of the, the dead classic skull logo. And so they wanted to make sure that you got a copy of, of one of those shirts. Cool. Thank, uh, thank them. I thank them. Uh, and I thank the Academy. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Accepting uh, for I, La La Land. I, uh, I, I will put this in my... Uh, with my other Oscars. Your collection of Oscars. Nice. All right, uh, so we're ready for the letter today. If you're yeah. ready. All right, here we go. No. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. That was me. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. D is in dog. All right, dog. Uh, we have one more letter to go. We'll give it away tomorrow. The Word of the Week prize. We have three cases of the new Surfside Starter Pack. A variety of their lemonades and iced teas, plus a Surfside hat. Two stateside rocks glasses, a Surfside tin tacker metal sign and flag. Surfside iced teas and lemonade are proudly made with stateside vodka and have only 100 calories, 2 grams of sugar, and are 100% non-carbonated. And you can visit statesidevodka.com to find a retailer because it's always summer with Surfside. So we'll give that away at, on tomorrow's program. Um, you've got today before you. I've what, got today. What's, what's that song? On? We've, We've got, got tonight. Bob Seger. Oh, right. Who needs tomorrow? It's a party, party, party song. It's yeah. a party song for Nick and then Frat. Crank it, it up. They loved it. Yeah, big I fans. remember that. I remember you turned the whole fraternity on. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, my God. It was a rager. <laughs> then you had Kat, <laughs> Kathy come up and sing it yes. uh, on the karaoke machine. Only to add to the atmosphere. No, it added so much because <laughs> they hadn't seen a girl up there in years. <laughs> and yeah, so, well, uh, you're speaking the truth. You, li- you were up in deep Pocono country, weren't you? I was in the middle of Pennsylvania in a little town called Lewisburg, not too far from Montage, actually. Okay. So you head east or head west on uh, I-80 from Montage, and you get to Lewisburg, PA. What How time you... are you going up, uh, tonight or tomorrow morning? Oh, I'll start about 9 a.m. tomorrow and leave. <laughs> I don't know um, here's the song. What? I know you will. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, know you I, like, I love Bob Seger, actually. Um, 
How do you get to montage? <laughs> it's straight it's up actually, the Northeast. Again. It's very easy. Really? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very linear. It's a straight shot. Yeah. So, uh, Northeast extension to something or other. To Scranton. You go the big tunnel thing you where do. you lose MMR, and then on the other side, it turns into a Christian station with Kathy Sue and Billy Bob, and they're playing Christian music, but it's 93.3 FM, and nothing against Christian music. It's lovely, but uh, it's so bizarre to hear MMR on a traditional uh, thing, and then you go through that giant tunnel, and then it's a Christian station uh, on that frequency on you know the other side. You know what's funny? Yeah, if you switch over to the app, if you're listening to MMR before you get to the tunnel, you're listening to our normal <laughs> signal, and then you get on the other side of the tunnel. If you switch on the app, you can actually kind of get caught up to what happened while you were driving through the tunnel. Oh, yeah. So, if, like, if you hear a right. Pearl Jam song, and you'll you'll get back to uh, essentially where it was when you started running through the tunnel because of the delay on uh, listening via the app. Yeah, it's cool. But you don't switch highways at all. It's 476 yeah. the whole way. Oh, all the way up, yeah. Oh, what yeah. exit do you get off on? Does it say Montage Mountain? I think it's the uh, actually the Scranton exit. And it, okay. it's in a little town called Musick, which is just outside of Scranton. Um, and Steve, I think there's a harvest near the... There is right. Yeah. It's right near where we're staying. Wow. And, uh, Why don't you forget <laughs> the Musick yeah. for a moment? The harvest is well, great. Uh, I've got great music on the program today. Uh, ah, we will celebrate. Waka uh, waka. Uh, I don't have many, really. I don't have many, but at, once in a blue moon, I, I have a little funny. And that was my little funny for the next five years. Coldplay for Chris Martin's birthday. We've got Ramones. We've got uh, Bon Jovi for John's birthday. We've got Struts tickets. They are playing at the Fillmore. That goes on sale on Friday. So it's going to be a fun day. Excellent. And I would like to thank our sponsors. President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. The President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. And also, uh, Pro Smile. You could qualify for a full implant smile giveaway. For, uh, it's a giveaway from uh, smartarchesdental.com slash angelarches. Tomorrow, uh, Cardboard Classic. I yeah. Mean, that, that is it. That is the focus of our day. Uh, we'll be talking to... Uh, people from the mountain tomorrow morning getting ready for that, taking your calls. Uh, local news station, Jen Frederick's going to be there. We're going to find uh, just have a good time leading up to the event. Exactly. The dawn of a new era, 2.0. Yep. So we hope that you will be able to join us uh, in person for that event. If not, we'll bring it to you over the radio as best we can. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you there tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 b